welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, October 18th. We are here live. It's time for Destination Health. We're going to open the phone lines. It is a free-for-all today. I do have some things I want to talk about, but we'll get to your calls here shortly. So jump in and join us. If you have anything at all about health, we'll get to it. 855-950-3835 is the number to join us. All right. um, The theme for today, what's going on in the world? It has become even crazier than ever and more stressful than ever and more unpredictable than ever. There's not a lot of good news right now, and I hate to be the one to keep saying that, but we can't stick our head in the sand and ignore it. There's an awful lot of stress, and I think that's going to get worse. The economy doesn't look great. Um, I have never heard the term World War III used like it's being used right now. And in a lot of ways, it, it looks like that may be happening. And at the same time, we have a pretty rough economy right now, and it has gotten worse quickly And it's going to take us a while to see what some of these more recent numbers mean. Some of the numbers coming out of the economy right now are absolutely horrendous. We've been saying for a long time, we know a recession is coming. It has to come. We have to have a pullback. The economy needs some realigning and readjusting. The industry needs a lot of realigning and readjusting. And we have to wash out a lot of capacity. And we're still not there. I'm hoping the rates are at the bottom just because they can't go much lower or it becomes very difficult to move freight at a profit. And we have to move the freight and somebody has to make money doing it So there is a bottom on rates, I hope. But right now, there is still way too much capacity. There are too many carriers and there are too many brokers. You know, we joke about the fact that there are really people out there who believe that brokers control the rate. It's such an ignorant statement and an ignorant thought that that you can't even reason with somebody who believes that. I've tried. You can't. You can't convince them that the brokers don't control the rates, even though it's not even close to being true. Um, Craig Fuller, the CEO of FreightWaves, put out another good article today. He's been uh, he's been killing it lately with really good articles about what's going on in the industry, what we could expect to see coming, uh, and what it all means. And his article today was about in the past trucking recessions we've had, the brokers have not been affected all that much. It's been carriers during recessions that really struggle and the brokers not so much. But part of the reason for that is if we go back and look at the recessions, yeah, I know it's health day and I'm talking about trucking all of a sudden, but this is health related. Trust me, it's part of my theme today. So if we go back and look at the recessions we've had, If I go back and look at the recessions I've been through uh, since 86, when I got into the industry, we were kind of in a weird economy right then. I didn't understand it much. But then early 90s, we had some rough times. 
early 2000s. Again, they tend to be about 10 years apart. We had some rough times. 08 and 09, one of the worst we've been through. But we haven't had anything since then. We really have not had any significant pullback since 09. And if you look at the broker world in the early 2000s during that recession, the broker industry wasn't even big enough to be affected. And probably the same thing in 09. But the explosion of new brokers and even dispatch services, which were kind of acting like unlicensed brokers, there are so many of them this time that they are being hurt and looks like it's not just going to be the small brokers, just like it's not small carriers that are only going to be hurt out of this. It's going to reach into the medium-sized brokers. It'll be interesting to see if the large brokers, they, they typically survive this kind of stuff. They may be bought. There may be some mergers. But it's the small and medium size we're really worried about. I can tell you the small brokers will fall quickly, and they already are, just like small carriers do. The, you know, the last people to get into this market many times are the first ones out of this market. One of the reasons that um, Craig was predicting, uh, nobody's using the term bloodbath yet, but uh, we might as well bring that one back. He's predicting brokers really are going to get hurt. And one of the big reasons is they are over leveraged. Brokers do a lot of factoring. You know, we we sometimes think I know there are people in the industry that don't really understand factoring and they think it's a trucking thing. It's not. It's a business thing. It, it, it may be referred to as receivables financing. There's different terms we use for this, but it's basically all the same. You put your invoices, your unpaid invoices up, and you're kind of selling them to the factoring company at a discount, and then they wait to collect that invoice, and they get the premium for waiting. That's really what factoring is, and it is, it's all across all industries and all businesses. In some industries, it might even make a little bit of sense. I don't see many places where it does, but uh, a lot of businesses use factoring. To me, it's really risky way of financing things. And if you get caught in a cycle like this, financing can be the, the last nail in the coffin. The, the high factoring rates, <laughs> you know, when interest rates were down in the 2 and 3%, numbers and factoring was maybe at four or so we've explained how that's wrong if it's at four it's really at 48 percent if i I don't want to spend a lot of time on that on a health day but um, right now factoring rates are getting insane and they will they will continue to go up they have to because the companies that factor invoices have to be able to borrow money at a certain rate and when their rate goes up they have to pass it along. So people who are dependent on factoring are getting a double whammy right now. The market sucks. The rates are down. Everybody's taking longer to pay. And if you have to factor, it's going to get even more expensive at the worst possible time. This is another good lesson. All the people who are factoring saying, oh, no, look at me. It's working. 
I, I don't have a problem with this. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, but you're very, very sensitive to interest rates and they're going up. People don't think about those kind of things. So what, what I'm leading up to with all of this is that the world is becoming a very stressful place and it's getting worse. We've been talking about it for three years now, how stressful life has become for many people. And the longer we go with this insanity, the more people are going to be negatively affected by stress. You can beat this. It's not easy. I, I will tell you, I still struggle with the stress protocol. And it's that, you know, double-edged sword. I know I need the stress protocol, but I'm stressed out enough and tired enough that it, it's much more difficult to find the time and the discipline to do what I know I should be doing. The one thing that's easier for me is to get even more strict on my diet. And guess what? That's more difficult when it's stressful. Uh, for some reason, when we are stressed, we always want to reach for the stuff that's not as healthy. Alcohol, uh, things that distract us from, you know, everyday life. We might spend more time scrolling social media, even though there's a lot of bad news there. It's distracting. People may go shopping more because it's a distraction and it allows them to take their mind off the world and feel a little better. But this is a bad time to be spending more money needlessly just to give you a temporary break from your stress. We really do have to focus on building that stress resilience. And if we want one more reason that we really need to focus on our stress and our immune system, the two go hand in hand. The minute your stress levels go up, the first thing affected is your immune system. Hearing many more cases of shingles, and I am completely convinced that shingles is a disease of stress. We all, well, not all of us, but the majority of people on the planet have the chicken pox virus uh, in their body. Been there probably since they were a kid. It's been dormant. That's the same virus that causes shingles. Everything I've seen about this, it, it's very, very clear that what activates that virus is a lot of stress and a weakened immune system. And of course, there's a vaccine for it, but it doesn't work. It's another one of those vaccines that they say, well, yeah, even though you have the vaccine, you could still get shingles, but it won't be as bad. Bullshit. It, it will be. There, there's zero testing on this stuff. They don't want to test these things and then have to tell you the truth about these vaccines. We're, we're seeing a huge outbreak of people getting sick and it's not really time yet, but it's happening. And I believe that there are a couple of factors. One, the big one is stress and what it does to our immune system. We become much more susceptible to all of the stuff flying around. You get a little bit of exposure to a virus or a bacteria and you get sick. That doesn't happen when your immune system is strong. And if you get a big dose and your immune system is weak, you've really got a problem. People are getting sick a lot and it's early. 
They are pushing vaccines hard already, not just COVID. Uh, I read an article this morning about a woman who lost her leg to the flu. I I know this kind of stuff can happen. She got the flu. Her immune system was weakened. It led to another bacterial infection, and she lost her leg. I got to tell you, though, in today's world, that should not be headline news. It should barely be in the news. It shouldn't be in the news at all, except maybe locally, really. Uh, We have 100,000 people a year dying of opioid overdoses, fentanyl now. That doesn't get reported. They died. It doesn't get reported. It gets ignored. We have a lot of things going on. We have, as far as I can tell, millions of people with vaccine injuries. That doesn't get reported. We have people dying. And it seems like the vaccine, the COVID vaccine specifically, is the cause. Doesn't get reported. Gets buried. But boy, let somebody die from one of these things that wasn't vaccinated, or maybe they were. We don't know. This woman may very well have been vaccinated for the flu. She still got it. Happens all the time. And she lost her leg. And then, But they'll use that story to push the flu vaccine this year. They're pushing an RSV vaccine, something we've never dealt with before, not on any big scale. And of course, COVID's still around and there's a new vaccine for that. So now they're pushing a triple vax. You just come in in one shot. We'll give you flu, RSV and COVID all in one. It's the only answer they have to this. And I believe it's a big, big part of the problem. It's not a solution or an answer at all. So what is the solution? The solution is you have got to take control of what you can control and you've got to do everything you can right now to one, reduce stress in your life and build your stress resilience and you need to build your immune system. (sighs) Okay, here comes the the pitch. You know there had to be a pitch here, right? Um, That wasn't what this is all about. That really is a very serious open and We are going to do everything we can to help people with that. Um, One of the things we're doing is we are launching a new product today. And it is all about what I just talked about. It is about strengthening your immune system and strengthening your stress resilience. There is a group of nutrients that do this, that help a lot for this. We've talked about them a lot. We have them in our store now. But we have a new form of them, something much more convenient for everybody, really. The group of nutrients I'm talking about are called adaptogens. We've talked about them before. Uh, We did a whole series. We did a mini series on adaptogens. Uh, We did it with uh, Four Sigmatic. And we talked about all of the different adaptogens. Remember, I went through the, uh, the adaptogen protocol and showed my results and we have a new product now. So Four Sigmatic, it's the the coffee products, the mushrooms. Four Sigmatic is a mushroom company. They use what we call functional mushrooms. These aren't the mushrooms you're buying in the grocery store and, and uh, making a bolognese sauce with. These are very specific mushrooms. We don't see them in the stores as edible mushrooms. They're, they usually come from other parts of the world. They're um, very specific. So the best way of consuming these mushrooms 
is in some sort of a supplement form. So Four Sigmatic has always been very creative in getting these mushroom adaptogens into coffee. Uh, I drink the mushroom coffee every day now. Uh, and, and there are different adaptogens. There are some adaptogens that help you with stress specifically. There are some adaptogens that help you with the immune system specifically. But almost all adaptogens work on those two systems of the body, the immune and the stress, and that, that's all hand in hand, and it really is what we all need to be focused on right now. Uh, as soon as we get some time, I want to sit down with our team and reformulate some of our um, kits. So right now, we do have an um, immune kit and then an advanced immune kit, and the way we use those is the immune kit is every day. You take it every day to build your immune system. The advanced is, okay, we got your immune system as strong as we could, and you still got something. And it can happen. It can happen no matter how strong our immune system is. So then the advanced is you've gotten sick, and now we need to bring in the nuclear option. Um, and then we do have the mushroom adaptogens that go along with those. So I, now that we have this new product, and I'll tell you about it in a second, um, we will be kind of looking back at those and trying to make it simple to understand. So what's being launched today are all of the adaptogenic mushrooms. So some are for stress, some are for immune system, some are actually for your brain um, to help you think better. I drink the Think Coffee most mornings. Um, the nice thing about adaptogens is I can do one adaptogen in the morning, another one in the afternoon, and another one at night if I want. You, you can't really overdo adaptogens. In fact, it's virtually impossible. Your body will use the adaptogens that are available, and the rest don't do any harm. It, it's, it's really impossible to overdo adaptogens. So you can take multiple types of adaptogens throughout the day. Some, if, like me, I wake up in the morning, I want to think better. Uh, in the afternoon, I might need some stress relief. And in the evening, I might take that time to, to use a, an immune system adaptogen, especially this time of year. So I will be adding to my supplement routine. I've talked about the fact that I, I really have my three daily uh, supplements that I always take, never skip, um, three or four. And that's it. I, I really don't take a lot of supplements other than those. Even though I've taken some and they work, I get benefits. I'm just, I, I just don't do it. Uh, I do it when I really need to. And that's what's happening right now. With stress and immune, I will be adding uh, probably a significant amount of new stuff to my daily routine. Uh, un as far as I can see, it's probably going to be throughout this winter at least. And this is starting to look like it could be a, uh, I don't want to be all doom and gloom here, but it, it's looking like it could be a long, difficult winter with the economy and the world and everything that's going on. I'm also hearing that it might be a more difficult winter weather-wise with the El Nino or La Nina or whatever, whatever is going on with that. We're certainly having an unusual um, fall it feels more like some days we went right from summer to winter and 
then like today, it looks like it's going to be beautiful, uh, like an Indian summer day. But I, I think that um, I'm going to spend quite a bit of time getting my, my mind and body prepared for what's coming. Uh, and the adaptogens are going to be a big part of it. So uh, the product we're releasing is the adaptogenic mushrooms in a capsule, the most convenient way to take them. So I love the coffee, but a lot of people don't drink coffee. Um, some people might only use pods and there's no pods. Some people like whole beans and they don't have whole beans. So our coffee is ground coffee. I got to tell you, I, I am a little bit of a coffee snob. Uh, and I typically don't like pre-ground coffee. I typically like to buy beans and grind myself. Um, but I take this because of the adaptogens. And I got to tell you, I love the coffee. Can't really tell a whole lot of difference. But the coffee, the chocolate, um, some of the other things we have, some of the, you know, there's some hot cocoa with adaptogens in it. Uh, they're not always convenient. I like them. I really like to make those a part of my daily routine. But now with the capsules, now I can really take all of the adaptogens every day. And I'm going to. I wouldn't be able to do that with coffee or chocolate. For one, they don't always have every adaptogen in every form we want it in, but they do now in the capsules. So uh, we are launching those today. Uh, I believe they're live in the store. Um, been a little crazy around here. So everybody's kind of busy right now on the team. Uh, but check it out. That's truck.com. Um, you can search for four, just, you know, use the search bar and just put in the word four and four sigmatic will come up. You will see all of the products. Um, this is one of those lines that we like to give you as many options as possible on how you get your adaptogens. And it's why we love working with Four Sigmatic because there really isn't any other company out there doing what they're doing with all of the different adaptogens and the different uh, forms. Uh, we give you lots and lots of options. I'm going to double check real quick just to make sure what I told you about searching and products and all that is really true. Uh, if you go to the search bar and you type in four, yes, you will find all kinds of four sigmatic products. I'm not seeing the new ones, though. Let me double check to make sure I know how to tell you how to get there. Uh, if you go up to the shop window on our website and you look under vendors. Now I got to find it. Here we go again, me trying to talk and do things at the same time. We have a lot of vendors. Um, there they are, Four Sigmatic, right under vendors. Just a lot of them these days. I like that. Uh, let me double check because I am not seeing. I'll find out. Um, okay, they are not live yet. Um, I thought they were, but... It may just be that they're still working on it this morning. That's how close we're cutting things around uh, around Let's Truck these days. So I will keep you informed on that. Uh, I do want to get to some calls. It is a free-for-all today. Um, if you want to talk about stress and immune, that is probably going to be a big topic for us for a while. It really is 
the single most important thing you could be focused on with your health right now. We are seeing people eating a very, very clean diet and still seeing some problems with they are more susceptible. They are getting sick. They are stressed. Diet is not enough in this case. It's just not. We've tried. I I would love to say, look, if you just do this with your diet, you'll be fine. It's just not enough right now. I've never seen a time where where our, our stress response and our immune response was so heavily under attack. And I, after a lot of reading and thinking about this and, and looking at what was going on in, in some of our one-on-ones and our discovery calls, I decided it's time to get proactive on this one. I, I'm not waiting uh, until I get sick. It, like I said, it happened to me two years ago and it was pretty rough. I'm not going to let that happen again. I am certainly not going to do what I did the last time I traveled and try an experiment of stopping my supplements. That was a bad idea. I'm going to do the opposite this time. I'm doubling down as much as I hate to have some big supplement routine every day and I'm so bad at it. I'm going to do it now. I think it really is one of the most important things we could be doing. So I will, uh, I will find out. Oh, I think they might be live right now. Let me check. They are. Let me double check to see the best search term to put in our site to get these. Um, that may be the problem. We may just have these so new on our website, they're just not coming up with the search terms yet. I'll get some answers on that. Make sure we can find this or you can find it easily when you're on our website. You can always call uh, Tribe Care. I imagine Tribe Care might get pretty busy today. So we'll, uh, I'll keep working on a way to, to make this easy for you to find. In the meantime, we will get to some phone calls. Let's go to Indiana. Jeff, welcome to the program. Yes, uh, just calling in with some good news. I know you like to hear some things. This is my third anniversary of following the your food plan, as I call it. I don't call it a diet. So, oh, congratulations. Um, Three years. Listened, hey, wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. People told me over and over and over, this isn't sustainable. Three years sounds pretty sustainable to me. <laughs> I Yeah, I can't go back to any other way. So good. the... The sad American diet is not sustainable for me. So Hey, let me, um, I don't mean to but, jump uh, in on, on you, but I'm going to. Sure. Um, I just thought of something. Sure. So I've talked about this over the years. You know, I, even though I was pretty active and weight hadn't been an issue for me most of my life, you know, somewhere around my 30s, weight started to add up every year. And I tried to ignore it, but, you know, you can't ignore it after a while. So I tried a lot of different things. I mean, I, I kind of tried the low fat. I never really bought into it completely. So I, I you know, tried to make sure I was still eating the good fats. Um, and if you cut fat out of your diet, you will initially lose weight. And I did. And, you know, I would, I would end up yo-yo dieting like a lot of people were doing. And while I was doing all of these other diets, whether it was low fat, I tried the body for life, which is just basically trying to manage your calorie intake and work out more. And I lost weight on that one. 
I tried several of these things, and I lost weight on every one of them. But while I was losing the weight, in the back of my mind almost constantly was, I can't wait till I can just go back to eating the way I used to eat. I was always hungry. I always <laughs> felt like I was depriving myself. And in my mind, it was always, boy, I can't. And, and how stupid to think that I could go back to the way of eating that caused all the problems. But it, it's all we knew. So now on this, I'm nine years into this, and I never think like that. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You couldn't get me to go back to eating like that if you put a gun to my head. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, so just a quick, just to give other people, you know, hope or that are exciting or on the fence that uh, I listened to you for about... 18 months and said, boy, that sounds like a good thing. I should try that. And then <laughs> I should try that. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> well, then, then, then three years ago, I think it was a destination health. I think you had said something Just start now. What, what is wrong with doing it now? And I go, you know what? That, that's right. So I was got up to about 177. I wrestled 105 for my, in high school for four years. So I'm, wow. I'm five ten. And was real thin. Wow. Yeah, I was, I'm five ten and was always thin. So. I hated guys like you. <clears throat> Seriously, when you're five well, five, I had to cut to get the one oh five. But oh, I'm sure when you're five five in wrestling, somebody who's five ten, it's a little awkward. It's a little longer. You can't reach me. I, you can't reach, and you guys have all kinds of leverage. Let's not forget how important leverage is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I got you down and I got an arm bar with oh, my leg, man. I can flip you a little better because I, I got I got <laughs> I got my leg stuck out there for a balance. But yeah, and and you've got so, you know like when we're working on a truck and you can't get that damn nut to break loose, you just keep getting longer and longer bars. Right. Yeah. That's what the breaker bar is for is your leg. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I just decided what? Yeah, I just decided what the hell. I'll try it. And I got about 177. I had looked back at some pictures and said, God, you look like shit. You've got to do something. So, so what, what, the, what, the, what the breaker was is I bent down to tie my shoes and I pushed my stomach to the side. And I said, that's it. And then you said, why not start today? So middle of October, <clears throat> by Thanksgiving, I was down 20. Nice. Um, then kind of kind of stalled at 155 and you and I had a couple one-on-one beginning of the year. I did the fat digestion kit and halfway through that January, boom, the other 10 came off and I have been from 144 to 147 now for 32 months or so. Wow. And the way I, yeah. And just the way I eat is just, the way I eat, I, I just, if, if, if the bad stuff is around, I, I just don't eat. Usually I'm not that hungry because I'm full You're of right. meat. Yeah. So I've gone to carnivore. I've gone to carnivore, carnivore-ish, if you will, 90 to 95% carnivore. But when I was doing keto, I was pretty much doing the same thing. I, I was never a big vegetable guy anyway. So right. just for your, your listeners out there, um, just get, just 
start today. If you've been mulling it and thinking it, what's the worst can happen? Uh, you'll lose weight. That's the worst thing that can happen. And you'll look better. And then you follow your protocol you've been working on. And I've got the X3. I'm taking the cold showers. I'm, um, you know, but maybe this new adaptogen stuff for, because I am still stressed, but trying the, the stress protocol that with the cold showers, boy, those are invigorated. I, I do recommend it. You'll hate them for a while, but, but, uh, it, it is very good, especially after you do your X3, if you can take a, I've been doing about three and a half minute cold shower. That seems to be good enough for me. And three and a half, that but, three to four minute range is really kind of ideal. Uh, even Wim Hof talks about the fact that yeah. after four minutes, you're not really going to get any more physical health benefits out of staying in the cold longer. He talks about the reason to right. stay in the cold longer is really to kind of build your own mental resilience. It's really not doing anything much for your health after about three or four minutes, but it, it getting you comfortable with being uncomfortable for longer periods of time. And that could be a beneficial thing. I get that. Uh, my recommendation in, in a time like right now is don't do any longer unless you really want to. Don't think that a lot longer is really going to help you a lot right now. If you can do longer, do it. Building some good mental resilience isn't sure. a bad thing, but I will tell you with everything I've got going on, when I hit the three-minute mark on cold showers, I'm going to be done. That, that's enough. I'll move on to something else. When things start to settle down, maybe I'll go back and, and work on longer times. Um, and here's the other thing I will say about the cold. It is the one that across the board people hate the most. By far. I mean, I get people say, I just can't sure. do it. I'm not doing it. I'll do all the other stuff. I'm not doing this one. It really is the one that just makes people miserable in the beginning. But I will tell you, just like you said, if you can get through that initial, and it might even be three weeks of doing it pretty regular, yeah. and that those three weeks can be miserable. I get it. You stand there looking at that knob thinking, I just don't want to turn that thing down again. But if you can push through this, it becomes the opposite. Then it becomes the thing that people say they enjoy the most and they get the most benefit out of it. It's really weird that way. But if, if I could convince you to push through anything, it would be the cold exposure. Yeah, because when I get when I get done, you know, at three and a half, and shut the water up, and I just kind of stand there, yeah. and within twenty seconds, I, I'm I'm hot because uh, it's it's it, you know you warm up so fast, your body takes over and knows and knows what to do. So I know people are you know hesitant to do that, but if I here's the funny thing: if I had a choice of taking the cold shower or doing the overhead press. I take the cold shower. <laughs> I, I understand being 5'10 and 145 pounds. I understand why that overhead press has to be brutal for you. Yeah, it's not It's not fun. When I first got it and I was following the videos and I asked you, I started on my knees. Yeah, I'll bet. Because I, I couldn't get it. But then, you know, after like three weeks, I got it and I said, okay, Let's try it standing, and I and I got up, and then the first, you know, once you get it stretched out, then it's okay. But it's like, 
Yeah, I've heard your other so, guy say, well, these bands are too long. I said, my ass they are. <laughs> these things need to be longer for that overhead press. Yeah, I can see that. So I want to go back to when, when you turn the water off, the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I want to take a step back here. I, I've been pretty open about my drug use throughout my life. I've experimented with a lot of drugs. I, I really have. Um, it, never any kind of a big, heavy drug user, but I've never been afraid to experiment with things and try things. And the reason most people do any drug is for one feeling. And I don't hear this really talked about a lot. The The best word to describe it is euphoria. It's this feeling of mm-hmm. feeling really good for no apparent reason. And, and many drugs... <laughs> do that in the beginning. They give the user a feeling of euphoria, that this feeling of everything's good. I, I feel good. I'm happy. I, they're, they're, it's just a very, very positive feeling. It's hard to describe if you haven't experienced it. And drugs can give you a more powerful feeling of euphoria that we tend to, that we can tend to get in real life. You know, if some, if a lot of things really good are happening in life, you feel good, right? You're happier. Your drugs take that feeling <clears throat> yes. and intensify it to something that is almost unnatural. And the drugs that do this the most have become our most dangerous. They are opioids. That is what opioids do for people. They give them this incredible, powerful feeling of euphoria that you can't get naturally. <laughs> It's just, it's an unnatural, it, it, but that can't go on forever, and it doesn't. Then, after right. a while, it takes more of the drug to get that same feeling of euphoria, and that's what they're chasing. And then it takes more, and then you're taking so much of the drug so often that all of these side effects start to become more dominant, and after a while, you can't even get the euphoria anymore. That's what happens with drugs. The closest I have ever come to that feeling is the cold exposure. When you're done, I get this overwhelming feeling of euphoria. No, yeah, I get that too. You, you just stop and you just stand there and your, your head is just like, I'm ready to tackle yes. the day yeah. I am. I am. I. I woke up groggy and like, oh shit, another day. Here we go. <laughs> right. And you get up, you take your shower, and you. I walk out of there. You know, it's like, man, let's let's go. Let's get this day started. You know, let's and and let's, let's think about know, this. Kick ass, take some names, and let's think about this. It's free, and it takes three minutes. Yeah, that's it. What could be easier? Yeah. <clears throat> Right. And how I settled on the three and a half. I mean, I worked my way up to it, but, you know, I've got the Wim Hof app and I do all that. And he says between three and four. So I'll, say, I'll cut it in the middle and just go three and a half. And that, like you said, 10 minutes doesn't do you any better than, than right. three and a half or four. So right. I, I get bored usually standing there. Like I got shit to do. Let's go. It, it, right. Exactly. You know, and I I'm got done. the benefits. I feel good. I, I'm glad you mentioned the app. In the app, I forget what they call it, like the mm-hmm. cold shower challenge, I think. There's a there's an part in the app just yeah. for the end. Doesn't it start you off at like, it's a three-week challenge, I think, and it starts you off at like 10 seconds? It's a, 
Yeah, it's a 20 day. And 20 then day. so you, you, you can select your start time or you can just start at the beginners. And then, yeah. And then for a week, it's 10 seconds. The next week, then it's 20. And then the next week, it's 30. And then if you stop, start, finish that, then you go, you'll start at 30 and then 45. And, and then you're up to a minute. And then you can, you know, incrementally over seven days. So you're like, oh, well, I've been here at 45, what's another 15 seconds? I'll see how long I can go. And by that time, you're like, oh, I can go a minute and a half. Uh, you said exactly you what know, I so found. You just, once, you just keep- once I used the challenge and got to that 30-second mark, it seems like once you can handle 30 seconds comfortably, then you can handle three minutes comfortably. Absolutely. Yeah, so That's, I recommend uh, the, can, the app and the, what, the challenge for this. It is a really good way to do it. It makes it easy. You've got some structure. Just follow the app. And really, come on, let, let's think about it. How bad can 10 seconds of cold water be? It's 10 seconds. Yeah, and then as soon as you stop, I mean, after three and a half minutes, like I say, I take a deep breath, and in 10, 15 seconds, I'm, I'm not cold. Well, Usually the last minute, I'm not cold. I'm just standing there. Right. Like, okay. Right. I don't see, because you're as cold as you're going to get. Yeah. That, that your skin, your skin has gotten so cold now that you almost don't feel it anymore. Right. Now, I mean, and I know if you're in a, falling a hole in a ice covered lake, I mean, yeah, after a while, something's going to happen, but you just reach out and shut the water off. And, exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. get any colder once you get cold. Right. Right. Well, what a so, great story. Again, I just wanted to Love say those. thank you and, and all your hey. listeners out there. Just why not start today? Your story was almost like a textbook case. You started eating a certain way. You lost the weight. You hit a stall. <clears throat> very, very common. I think almost everybody I've talked to hits a stall. I did. And I hit a stall and couldn't get through it. And I started to panic. You know, because in my mind, this was the Mm. absolute best way to lose weight that I had ever tried. It was easy. I wasn't hungry. I felt good. I had tons of energy. And when it stopped working, I panicked. Like, what if this isn't real? What if it doesn't work? I I, I can remember that feeling. And and I I was like, what am I going to do? And that's when we started experimenting and researching. And we came up with the fat digestion being a problem. If you're trying to get into ketosis and you can't digest your fat, you start to struggle. And the weight loss stalls. And you hit that. You did the fat digestion kit, which is what I needed to do. That was my problem. Uh, And there are, are other things that can cause the stalls. But I think we've identified all of them. And we can get you through the stall. You had the obvious one, just like I did. Get your fat digestion right, and the stall went away. Well, getting some one-on-one calls with you, your your half-hour, ten-minute free calls that we we did two of. <laughs> and said you're going to do ten minutes, and <laughs> we got to do a half hour. But you know, it, it, it was. But you you worked all this out for everyone. You know, had I started when you started, we wouldn't have known what to do with that stall. Right. But after right. you figured that out, you said, oh, just try to fat digest and get, do that for 30 days and, you know, call me back. Well, I did. And the, dro- the other 10 just dropped off. And I've only wanted to get the 150. And you and got to 145. Got down to 145. One, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, 
this is good. I can live. So I'm, you know, depending on the morning or what I had, so 144 to 147. Yep. As long as I stay under 150. Well, you know, the reason why is the, the wrestler thing, you know, That's the, right. the scales we checked in on had those, those slides, yep. you know, 50, 100, 150. And I, they were sliding at the doctor at 150 and then putting the pounded scale all the way to the right. I'm like, no, this <laughs> no, is not going that's on. That's got to change. Yeah, that's I'm going to put it on the 100. I'm going to put it on that 100 and yep. then slide it all the way to the right. There you go. I, I remember those days so, well. But I have had some, yeah, I have had some good doctors when they say, what are you doing? I just said, I'm eating carnivore. And they're like, okay. I mean, the nurse practitioner I have, it says, yeah, I've done keto. Maybe not so much carnivore, but keep it up. All Excellent. your numbers are looking good. And, and I said, well, I said, if they didn't, I still continue this anyway because I feel so damn good. Especially no plants. Yeah, with those, I know. With the, with the inflammation. Yeah. Where my shoulders don't hurt. My knees, my elbows, the joints, the inflammation was gone within 10 days. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, but I, I just remember I, I, was thought, I thought I was going to have to live with painful knees the rest of my life. Right. And by Halloween, it was gone. Two weeks. I, it, 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 joint pain is kind of like my canary in the coal mine. If I start to experience any, any level of joint pain now, I start looking at why. And I, I, it's part of why I did the show today. Yes. Because even though I'm going stricter on my diet, I'm starting to get some twinges of joint pain. I, I know this sounds weird, but I sneezed the other day and I thought somebody stabbed me in the hip with an ice pick. And I have not felt well, pain no. in my hip in a long, long time. And this is, well, I broke both my hips, but this is the one that's worse. And I, as soon as I felt that, I thought, oh, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. And I always start looking at what's going on and it's not my diet. So it's got to be stress. And I will also say, okay. um, even though fat digestion used to be the first thing we would look at in a stall it, that won't be what I look for first this time. If I'm working with somebody or somebody's got a question and they're in a stall, it's going to be stress. The odds are now that it's much more likely to be stress that's going to cause a stall. And that one is hard to deal okay. with. And it's hard to convince people that it's stress. But it is. And, and we sure. have absolutely identified this. That's why I got that little twinge of pain. I'm doubling down on the adaptogens and I've got to get back to the stress protocol. I know what my problem is going to be this time. It's stress. Okay. Well, you, you open your show. I, I never really considered them a supplement, but is life balance, brain octane and cardio miracle or those what you're considering supplements? Yeah. Those, those are what I consider my daily. Those are the three daily, and, and okay. we could throw in vitamin D as the fourth. Um, those are my four daily okay, supplements too. that I always take. And I, I always will unless I learn something new. But after nine years, um, those are the four that I just won't skip. I've tried it. I talked about it. I dropped those on that last trip, and I got horribly sick. I, I don't think that was a coincidence. Yeah, it, it was the combination okay, of the stress of the trip and the traveling and the shows and everything I was doing on the trip. Plus, I had stopped the supplements and I'm, I'm certainly not going to do that this time. I'm going to double down on them and add the adaptogens. 
Okay, because I just wasn't sure. I just kind of thought in my head the uh, supplement was a capsule or a pill that you took. But now that you make that makes sense that yeah, you're supplementing it, your minerals correct, and right, your right. Okay, well, thanks for the clarification on that. So, so again, I just want to thank you, thank you for all your work and um, you know all the nutrients I've taken and all the stuff that you have and that I've gotten from you. And just again, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Love those stories. We have thousands of them, but I never get tired of them. Let's go to Texas. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Oh, hey, hey wait a minute. I, Real quick. I got behind um, a little bit. Yeah, let me, yep. um, let me give an update here because I said I would. I'm going to double check it real quick just so I know for sure. All right. Uh, there we go. Top dead center on the home page of Let's Truck. So if you go to letstruck.com, you don't have to search for anything. And then the team just put it top dead center on the landing page. So if you go to letstruck.com, you'll see the organic mushroom complex capsules. That's the, uh, the four sigmatic adaptogens in their most convenient form. Just take them as a capsule. So uh, they are up on the, the homepage, and they are live, and you don't have to search for them. All right, go ahead. Um, so anyways, I heard uh, the other day you were uh, discussing water-glassing eggs, um, and I've been water-glassing eggs years now. Oh, really? So I thought I'd call in and kind of yeah, give you an idea of, of uh, you know, what I'm doing and, and how they turn out, kind of what I found. Um, I did a lot of research on it at first, and, you know, from, from what I found out, the best way to water glass them is you had to get them fresh from the chicken. You don't clean them off. You know, you can brush them a little bit, but you right. pretty much take them straight in and process them into the lime and the water. An ounce of lime to a quart of water, and I used a gallon ball jars, um, and I get about 16 eggs in a jar sometimes, uh, completely submerged uh, underwater. None of them can be sticking out. Okay. And I keep them for about a year. Uh, I kind of rotate them out every year. So I'll start on the latest ones and kind of finish them through the winter till I get to the last one. And then I stock up again. I think right now I've got about 18 half gallon or 18 gallon jars of wow. eggs stocked up because I had a big run on them not too long ago. Wow. Uh, so we just got done doing about eight, eight jars. Um, but I will tell you that the, what I find is uh, I think somebody, you're, you're, the white of the egg uh, gets thinner, which causes the yolk of the egg not to stay formed. Okay. So if you want a over easy egg, you're pretty much out of luck. You might get one now and then, but most of the time, uh, unless you use some kind of a ring in a pan to keep it all together, you know, you're not going to get an over easy egg. It's going to break it. every time you open it. Got it. Okay. Um, I, I find that. I also find, I think the shells get a little softer. That would make fragile, sense. More fragile. They can right. crack a lot easier. Um, I, I haven't really found where the lime gets into the egg much. Um, it does start smelling different at about a year mark after a year. Oh, As well, in could... when you crack that egg. Yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of when I was young and my grandmother would use real butter to cook with. That smell of butter versus margarine was really strong. Okay. Um, it doesn't bother okay. me at all. I don't notice it at all now. But you get kind of a, it makes you wonder if the egg's any good. But so if is you it, do, like you said, every time. Go ahead, go ahead, finish that thought. 
So just like you said, where you check the egg, as long as it uh, it doesn't um, float. Uh, float, you're yeah. good. So, um, yeah, what I do is, like, I'll do a dozen eggs out of them, and we'll take them on the road with us. So I wash all of them. I stick them in a, 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 um, you know, a tub of water, and they all go to the bottom. I put them in the cart, and I take them with me. I've never had one float. Perfect. So I, Perfect. That's a good I sign may, that they're preserved. I may crack preserved. it and get that. Yeah, I may crack it and get a little bit of a, almost like a sulfur, sulfur smell. That's what I was um, going to ask. If it if goes it's away that, as the egg. If it's that egg, weird sulfur, what, what we, we call a rotten egg smell, I kind of figured that's what you would get. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not really, really strong, but it's enough to, like, turn the nose of my grandkids. Yeah. You know, it, they won't touch it if they smell that. But it, it hasn't made a difference. I've eaten it anyways, and nothing's ever happened. So no, I'm exactly. assuming it's just right. the process. Yeah, yeah. You know, I find that just hard boiling an egg creates that smell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it sure could, yeah. yeah. I, I found the same thing. Yeah, um, so, it, it, yeah, that doesn't bother they, me. It, that um, That's really good news. I mean, I, I'm that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and there, so just like I think you passed on a couple of years ago, the Canning Rebels, uh, they have a they have one for firm, for. Uh, Water glassing eggs too. You can just do they get on really? Facebook and look for it. Ah. And a lot of yeah, a lot of people ask questions, and they do a lot of experimenting on there. Back when we had the egg shortage, of, uh, you know, six months ago or whatever, there were people buying them from the store and water glassing them, and you know, for three months they were lasting. And, and I don't know how. I mean, you know, they they tell it, you you got to still have that that kind of residue the, on them, but the bloom they you know, call it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, the only thing I would recommend is I, I have read and I have talked to people who have put them in like food grade buckets. The, the more the more you pile on top of each other, the more you start having problems with eggs breaking. So you know, if the, you can keep it in you know a gallon gallon jar, half gallon jar. I've done them in quarts before, but you can only get so many in. So quart doesn't half gallon. Yeah, to a gallon. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense to me. The other thing that makes more sense to me is I, I am. I'm not going to say I don't use plastic around food anymore. I still do occasionally, but I, I would not want to go to a big plastic bucket. I would rather stick with glass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what did and you a lot say? Of people you're, get the plastic you're getting go to, like 18 eggs, and that was that a half gallon or a gallon? I, I was getting 16 eggs, 14 to 16 eggs, depending on the size. 14 yeah. to 16 in a gallon jar. See, that to me would be plenty. And gallon jars are not hard to deal with at all. Um, so that, to no. me, seems ideal. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. This would be... So I will tell you, thank you for the call today. You have convinced me I'm going to start water glassing eggs now. Yeah, they, I, I've been doing it for, like I said, two years, and, and I'm a, I'm hooked. My, my wife thinks I'm nuts, but I'm. it's just, you know, when, when the eggs get expensive and they start dying down a little bit, I'm stocked up for the winter, and I've got plenty to get me through. And I'm the big egg eater anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I love that idea. I, You know, I, I just kept thinking this almost sounds too good to be true because the one food that seems to be hard to preserve are eggs. I mean, it, there's just not that many ways right. to do it. People don't talk about it much. But, you know, when we started canning meat, I mean, that was a game changer. I, this is kind of the same thing for me. Now right. that we've got chickens... I am overrun with eggs, and I know throughout the winter they're going to slow down. Um, so I, I keep looking at all these eggs, th and I'm giving them away 
I, I keep thinking, I just need a way to preserve these. And, and I've been waiting for somebody to yeah. say, it works. Here's how it works. Here's what to watch for. Uh, you know, the fact that I can't do an over easy egg certainly isn't a big problem. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a fried flat egg. I don't care. I'll do scrambled eggs. I'll do hard boiled eggs. Right. I like eggs almost any way you can make them. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I will tell you, it's a little hard to get to pass it on. A lot of people kind of stub their nose on it. They really are worried about it. I, I will, if I get a good large run of eggs and then we, you know, we can pass them on to our family. We'll just give them to them with the loom still on them or the bloom and, and just in the carton and say, hey, just leave it on the counter. You know, you got a few weeks before you have to put it in the refrigerator, and then you probably have a few more weeks to maybe even six weeks. Yeah. But uh, yeah. to get them to, here, take this, take this jar that I've already water glass. <laughs> like, nah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, so, so I'm just stuck with them. But I haven't, I haven't gone much past a year, so I'm, I'm assuming you just start getting more uh, of a change in the, the taste, probably. the smell. Right. Uh, you know, just like you do with canned food, can, it's the same thing with canned food. You you can lose some of that texture. You can lose some of the, the taste, all right. that stuff, the longer you keep it in a jar. So uh, now, this that's is, pretty uh, much what I run into. Th- this is exciting. Thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I had one other thing. You you just mentioned these four sigmatic capsules, which is pretty sweet other than adding more capsules. I know. Uh, you know, to have to take my mouth. I, I you. The two um, elixirs is what I have used. Uh, yes. I've been using. Yes. Um, I use the calm, calm elixir and the protect. I think it's protect. Is that what it is? Right. Elixir. Yep. Um, because I can mix mix them in in with my morning coffee. So when I make my bulletproof coffee every morning, uh, you know, if I want to do, if I'm needing to kind of focus on a little bit more rest and, and my sleep has gone to pot, then I'll do, you know, a couple of weeks of, of the uh, calm. You know, right. The next thing, you know, if I need to make sure I'm working on my, like right now, you know, everybody's kind of focusing on, Hey, it's time blues coming around. Yes. I got these bugs coming around. So let's make sure the immune system's going. So I use the protect. And I tell you one more thing that I, I didn't know if you have read much on, or if you know, uh, is it, I'm going to try to pronounce it right. My wife knows it more than I do. Colostrum. Yes. Yes. Uh, is the beginning, uh, milk from a, from a uh, pregnant cow, I guess. So, Blaze City sells, I can't remember the brand of it, but they sell in their store uh, a colostrum from grass-fed, grass-finished cows. Um, and we started doing that this year, this this fall. Uh, of course, you got to do it either straight in or in a cold liquid. You can't put it in a coffee. It, it, it destroys its capability, they say. But right. um, kind of curious to see if that, that makes a difference. Yeah, so uh, yes, I am I mean, a big believer in colostrum. Uh, one uh, Mount Capra, the goat farm that we um, we've talked about over time, we don't carry any of their products. We we probably should talk to them more. Um, I love their stuff. They they sell a goat milk colostrum product, which is really good too. Um, and especially if somebody right. knows that they're sensitive to the A one protein and they do better with A2, goat's milk is always A2. Cow's milk can mostly A1 on the market. You have to really look to find the A2 products. And I don't know if I've ever seen an A2 colostrum or not. Uh, No, I haven't. I haven't gone and looked, but um, goat's milk is always A2, so that's another way. But we also carry uh, 
the ancestral grass-fed colostrum in a supplement and a capsule. So, oh. yeah, that's a that's a I good option. I didn't never realize that. Yep. Okay. Um, one last thing. So I make the the El Ruderai yogurt all the time at home. Um, Excellent. I have doing the um, the way I put them in ice ice cubes trays in, into two tablespoon quantities. So all I have to do is take one cube out and let it melt, and that's what I use. Oh, nice. To do a batch. Yeah. Um, so I've been using uh, I've been using organic grass fed, uh, or I think it's called orga- organic valley. Yeah. Uh, or yep, organic milk. valley. I get, I get it at an earth fair. The biggest um, uh, kind of clean dairy company around. So I've never drank the milk, and I, what I do is I get a carton of milk and I get a carton of their um, the half and half. Right, and that's I mix those two to get the right consistency for the thickness I want of the yogurt. Perfect. Uh, and so usually it's always gone. I, I'll buy a I'll buy a um, an A2 milk because I don't drink a whole lot of milk, if, and my wife likes the A2, and we'll get that and drink it. But I I poured my mother a glass of milk, and it was she said I think this milk might be bad, and I said Mom I just bought it the date's good on it I don't think it's going to be bad you know I, let me look at it. And I smelt it, and it just smelt like I almost want to say it was a gamey smell. Yeah. Um, yep. Weird, and it sep it separated. It, so it, when you poured it in a glass, it was separated. And I was like, I don't know if this is bad or not, but I've been eating the yogurt for a week, and you know, yep. it obviously didn't make my mom sick. But I, I was just wondering, is that how? I mean, when you do 100% grass-fed milk that's at a farm like this, is it so? not processed that it could separate like this? Well, we have to... Or pasteurized or... Now, was this whole milk? It was whole milk, yes. And don't look for the word pasteurized. Look for the word homogenized. It, the... I I did not see homogenized. Then it will separate. So whole milk is made up of heart-heavy cream... And we can, this, the cream will separate out from the milk. And we didn't like that. We didn't like the fact that we had to shake the milk or stir the milk to get yeah. it. So we homogenize it. But what that does is it damages the fat. And it's the fat we want. Okay. But when we homogenize milk so that it doesn't separate and it's just a convenience thing, we've damaged the fat. So we do look for non-homogenized and then the cream will separate and come to the top and you just shake it or stir it or whatever. So that's not a problem. The gamey smell, I tend to get that in dairy as it's starting to go bad. But typically, okay. I, f- I find that dairy is usually good for like two weeks after the expiration date most of the I, time. Absolutely, especially in a paper carton. Right. You know, they last a whole lot better in paper cartons than they ever did in, ju- in jugs. Yeah, I agree. So, so it was just. Here's the other thing to think of um, many of our dairy products on the market are technically spoiled milk. I mean, yogurt is kind of spoiled milk. We we put a bacteria in there and it turned the milk sour and kind of spoiled it. And we have a lot of products like this. We have clotted cream, which is a big thing in the UK. Uh, Sour cream is kind of, you know, 
bad dairy. Right. I, I, so there is right. bacteria that could get into dairy that could make you sick. But many times you introduce bacteria to dairy and you get some other product like sour cream and yogurt and clotted cream. And so, yeah, I'm not going to say you can't get sick from bad milk, but, you know, a lot of times milk goes sour and it's not bad. Yeah, I I left it in the fridge and I said I'd check it when I got home. And the, the, the weird thing is, is like if I buy one or two cartons more than I need, I'll just stick it in the big freezer and let it freeze. And then, you know, I'll thaw it and use it. When, yeah. when we get home. Right. I just don't want it to go bad, you know. So I'm curious if the other ones in the freezer are the same. I, I don't know why I never just decided to drink the milk. I just don't drink a lot of milk. So I, I don't drink. I, me, but, I actually uh, don't was, recommend drinking milk. Yeah. Whole milk is the highest. It, well, not the highest. If you go skim milk, that gets even worse. But even whole milk has more carbs, more lactose. Um, I, I, I don't find that most people do well drinking milk. Right. Yeah. And I, I just buy it to do, to do that yogurt and I buy right. it in the, in the, um, I guess it's the half gallon carton. So, um, I can usually get two batches out of a, you know, you do, what is it? A quart, two quarts is one batch. Right. So yep. I can usually get about three, almost four quarts done, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, I just thought I'd ask about that. That was kind of curious. And I thought maybe you'd come across it. Seems you, I thought you used had used that milk before, so it's yeah, kind of on my mind. But the separation, anyway, if if it's homogenized milk and there's some kind of separation going on, that would be bad. If it's non-homogenized, okay. we expect it to separate. I, I would have to read. I didn't see it anywhere on the front. It didn't say non-homogenized or homogenized. Um, I know they're a really, really clean facility, and it wouldn't surprise yes. me if it was non-homogenized. I probably just needed to read the back, yeah, uh, I would and check. I didn't go into that much trouble to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you for the, the call and all the uh, great advice on preserving eggs. I'm excited about that. I love eggs. Now I have a regular supply and... It would be nice to be able to know I've got a good stockpile of eggs. So I've got a new project. Let's uh, let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome. How's it going, Kev? Good. I got a couple of things. So I'm going I'm going on a cruise Monday. Wasn't my idea to go, but I just went <laughs> along with it. Last minute gig, you know. So I don't really care, but. I, get, I start reading this thing, and it's like, I, you can't even bring bottled water with you. In other what? words, so if I want to bring life balance, yeah, I, I, can't, oh. bring, I can't bring life balance. Yes, but you can. me being smart, no, no, I already yeah. got you. I, did this, I knew I was going on a cruise, and I bought that and the Cardio Miracle sticks. Exactly. So I'm good with the, the life balance. Right, good. <laughs> yeah, we have the powder and <clears throat> sticks for life balance now. Yep, yep. I didn't use any of them yet. I wanted to save it for this. And plus, I'm going to Nashville. I'm actually going to be in Nashville when you're there next week. Well, not next week, the following week. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so now, obviously, you get reading through what what you can't take. And it's just, if I didn't know this, I never would have said yes. But I, it's too late now. I paid for right. it. I'm going, and I'm going to have a good time. Yes. What should I do if, as far as working out? Because I was going to say that X3 bar is easy to pack. Right. But uh, they ain't going to let me take that. You're kidding. So what, what, what would be, if I got to, obviously, no, no. What, what would they, be the restriction? Any kind of blunt object, listen, a blunt, the blunt object, I'm guessing the handle, the, 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 uh, the, bar. the, the bar. you got to be kidding me. Because, I, 
Well, because I, I read, and, and like, like you said, do the hard work. I'm reading it. I read it like four times. I'm going, well, technically they can deem that a blunt object. I mean, it's heavy. It'll hurt somebody if you hit them. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I'm like, I don't want to get down there. I don't want to get, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is my first, probably my first and last, but that's between me, you, and hopefully she's not listening. So, <laughs> but, um, so like I said, I don't know what I want to do. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to have weights it, there or something. What? I never lifted a lot of weights. Uh, so I'm trying to think of something I could do. You know, should I just do like push-ups and? You can. You could do body weight stuff. The other thing you could do is just take the bands. You can do some workouts with just the bands. There's oh yeah, some, that's right. Some movements that that work okay with just the bands. And if they, um, I've only been on one cruise in my life. I hated it. Um, I don't have any desire to go back on a cruise. I don't remember if they had it. I'm sure they did. I didn't go look for a gym, but I, I probably should have. I, I'm sure they have a gym. Um, look for, right. if you want, you could even look for machines that mimic the motions you're already doing, like chest press. There's, they'll have a ton right, of machines. Right. Or you could just, press, if they yeah. have some free weights, grab a bar and do some bench press. Um, overhead press, pretty simple. Okay. I mean, most of the movements we right. do are really simple movements. So, simple, you, yeah, 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 you could re yep. recreate those easily in the gym on the on the ship, either with machines or free weights. So, I would stick to the same okay. movements you do now. Just do them with whatever you have available. Available, right. okay. All right, that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to. I just was worried, more worried about like, if I, am I gonna? You know, my extend a, uh, a movement that I'm not doing because of you know the fans, the way they the resistance yeah. on them. You know, now, I'll um, have to feel that out, figure so, that out. So if we think about this, if I were to do it, I would just skip the machines and do the free weights because I'm more of a free weight guy. So I would okay. do. So let's take the one day. So you've got chest press, overhead press, press right. tricep extensions. <laughs> Um, what else is on and that calf. Deck? And calf, calf. right. So calf. those are simple to recreate with a barbell. Right. Or dumbbells. If you're more comfortable, okay. use dumbbells. Yep. Okay. And then the other day is leg day. Right. I, on the leg day, I might use the machines instead. Because legs, legs with, with free weights can get a little tricky. If you're trying to do squats with a free weight, you want a good rack to do it in and so i would probably just hit the the leg machines on those days do, okay. do leg presses um if they have a good squat rack or a squat machine i would probably do that um deadlift is really okay. easy to do with the barbell i mean deadlift with the barbell is almost right. exactly like doing a deadlift with the with the bar and the bands so yeah, it, it should be pretty yep. easy. I would I would just stick to the movements you already do. Do okay. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so now back to now. I but the adaptogens. Now I've been using the stuff in my coffee in the morning, and I've been using Forsythmatic for years. So obviously I'm go out there. I'm not even going to risk to take that because God knows what they'll <laughs> think I'm trying to smuggle <laughs> contraband on there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So this, uh, I, I'm just going to take my, you know, like I'll take my mushroom, my, my cacao that I put in there and just take packages of that. They can't say nothing about that. Right, I mean, right. I'm reading this thing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 
Yeah, I know. But this thing is now. See, I'm so I'm so glad you got that. This is because this is something that my fiance could take because she saw after this wedding and all of the bunch of bullshit went on when she's so stressed out. It's like, right? I mean, she's it's just it's bad, bad. But uh, I told her like, she's got to get her mind straight and then you know go on a vacation and get you know just unwind and because she's still sick too and I, I still got I'm still got a cough from just that COVID and all that crap, but. Now, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I take my immune stuff and all that. I'm going to, like, I'm probably going to start doubling up on my vitamin D I, it, going on this floating Petri dish. <laughs> if I were going on a cruise, my God, I would become the supplement freak while I was there. Um, That's, yeah. I'm not big yeah. on supplements, but boy, in times like this, I'll just have to suck it up and, and do it. But yeah, I would... I would be taking the adaptogens for immune. I would be taking our immune support kit, and I would have my advanced immune support kit with me. Okay. I got, you know I got, the, I got some of this stuff. I should be all right. You, you know the other thing I would do? Just because of what happened last time in the cruise industry, and we won't get any warning, I would not want to be on the one cruise ship that got quarantined somewhere over this crap. Um, but if I were there... Right. I would want a whole bunch of beef sticks and nut butters and, and all of my own food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sardines in the cans, really oh. easy to take a lot of yeah, seafood got, with I you. Got, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I, if they, if you get, I would treat get, this cruise seriously like the apocalypse i, I want to make <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah if we're gonna get quarantined oh, I can't wait to go yeah if, if we're getting quarantined i'm gonna be eating sardines and beef sticks and nut butters and yeah yeah i mean like she's so stressed out for like them with a wedding and all that and they're fighting and her daughter's fighting with her now it's just a bunch of crap i don't need to get into that but I just, you know, like, I'm reading this shit last I'm like, right, I'm going to cancel this thing. I, I, I feel like I'm getting going, like you said. Now you talk, it sounds like it is, you know, Armageddon or whatever. I mean, what the hell you call it? It's, well, but it's crazy. Well, How the, do they expect it? Of all of the COVID stories, the first time, the worst to me were those damn cruise ships. That sounded like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I, people stuck on cruise ships, you can't leave your room? Do you know how small those damn rooms are? It's like a closet. Yeah, I'd be batshit crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I at yeah. least want to uh, make sure I have good food and I'm not eating the slop they're sending up. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. I got enough beef sticks and all that. Should be, I'll be able to hold it a little. Yeah, mackerel, <laughs> sardines. Right. Yeah, get the good stuff. I'll let someone else get in there. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Have fun on your cruise, on your floating Petri dish. Let's uh, let's go to California. Tony, welcome. Hey, morning, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Can you hear me? Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, since uh, you had the first caller this morning was talking about his, him getting started on, the, you know, eating keto and stuff, I figured I'd jump in and tell my little story. I was... Uh, driving through North Dakota and, uh, you know, on that trip, I had been, um, well, one morning I'd been down to put my shoes on and it was like, I couldn't hardly even find my feet. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I decided it was time to make a change. And I, you know, I was desperate. I was listening to all kinds of stuff on the radio and 
nothing. I was like, nah, all that stuff. I've tried all that stuff. And, right. you know, like you said, it's nothing but, but yo-yo go up and down, you know, they don't work. Yep. And, um, you know, um, unlike you, I had never have liked, uh, radio shows or, you know, listening. But, um, when I was going through North Dakota, we got, I got stuck in a blizzard and we were shut down for three days at a truck stop there in North Dakota. This is January yeah. 2019. And, uh, so I was, you know, I, I'd, I'd listened to the, you know, serious truck and radio show, uh, station, you know, a few times just, you know, when I got bored mm-hmm. and it was one night when they were doing a replay of your, uh, uh the destination health show. Yeah. And I started listening and I was like, Oh, wow, that sounds good. I think I can do that. So, uh, that night it was, the First two things I did. Number one, we said, okay, no more uh, soft drinks, Coke. You know? Good, good. And the second thing was uh, cut out the wheat. Excellent. And I tell you what, after after being stuck there for a couple of days, you know, I started out, you know, they had a restaurant there, and luckily it was open there to truck stop, and I ate there, but basically all I ate were bacon or sausage, you know, in a couple of days, and I had a steak. One night, oh, they even had liver uh, uh, onions. One night, so that's how it started out. And I tell you, after being there for three days, I started to feel better. And after a week, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I couldn't believe how good I felt." And that was all I did. First two things was stop the you know drinking coke and stop eating wheat. And um, so then after that, you know listening you know i found out about your uh your store and ordered this this is february in january and in february when i went on my vacation i always take my vacation in january so i get out the road because i always drove 90 94 right from from portland to chicago minneapolis and back mm-hmm. so I went on my vacation and it was like, oh, I, I, I felt great and just had a great time. And I just brought my own, you know, went in my RV, so I brought my own food and right. did nothing but cooked meat and eggs and stuff. And it was, it was great. I've been doing that and now I work for Azure. So oh, I order from two places. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I order from them, order from them and from your store. That's the only, only food I eat now unless I'm. Well, thank you. Stuck on the road like it was last couple of days, but yeah, and it's been. I feel great now. I'm even starting to get back into uh, uh, doing exercises and stuff. Got, Excellent. Yeah, I, I talked to you about um, you know having I had a messed up elbow, so I can't do. You know, I didn't order the X3 bar because I can't do the, the movements properly, so I just right. bought a couple of bands. Perfect. And I just do exercise with the band was, you know, one arm at a time, just do the movements. And that's been going great. Good. Good. All right. Well, and, uh, great stuff. Is the only thing that it, has been going. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it just crazy? I mean, it sounds like you've been through the other stuff, low fat, low calorie, starve yourself, work out more and, and nothing works oh, yeah. or it works yep. for a while. It's just not sustainable. You're miserable all the time. You're hungry. All you can think about is, you know, you know, can I cheat today because I'm hungry? And 
I, it, it, that's just a miserable way, and it doesn't. It just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. Um, you know, I had some guy trying yeah. trying to debate me on social media a while back, and I, I just kept, kept telling him, "Look, you know, if, if whatever you're doing works for you, just keep doing it." Uh, but I'm not going to debate you about this stuff on social media. Uh, we know what works. I can help educate you if you want to try it. Try oh, it. Yeah. If not, I'm not going to argue with you about it. But he just kept saying. You're wrong. Calories in, calories out. It's the only way to lose weight, and I can yeah. prove it. And then he said, I'll, I'll prove it to you. I, I can do it in two or three months. I, I can't really prove it to you long term. And I felt like saying, that's exactly the problem. I can prove almost anything will help you lose weight for two or three months, but, but that's what we keep doing. We keep trying this stuff that isn't sustainable. We lose the weight. We think we can go back to eating the way we used to eat. And that's just, that's ignorant of all of us to think that. It doesn't even make any sense. If the way you currently eat caused all these problems, why do we think we can go eat some other way for two or three months and then come back to this? It, it, that would never work and it never does work. So... You know, I just had to kind of tell him, look, if 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 it works for you, go go do it. I'm not going to argue with you, but uh, we know this works. Yep, it does. And uh, I saw an article yesterday. I didn't get to read the whole thing. It's just when I started reading it, and my truck is loaded, and I had to leave. But um, it was about an article in Consumer Affairs about the uh, all these diabetes drugs for weight loss. Yeah. And yeah. It just an just an article was about saying, hey, how these drugs for losing weight can cause digestive problems. Yes, they can. And Big started, digestive problems. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that the article, um, oh, that there was a study in a, a group you might know. I never heard of it. They it was called JAMA. J A M A. The Journal of okay. America, the American Med. It's the Journal mm -hmm. of the AMA, which is the American Medical Association. That's what JAMA is. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and, and let I mean, me say this. They were talking let, about. Let me also say this, this, just so we understand. Yeah. Um, JAMA is completely controlled by the big pharmaceutical companies. You can't believe anything you read in that crap. Mm. Now they may get some things right once yeah. in a while, mm. but I, I don't trust them at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, they said that they they said you know that some of the problems that that will occur are are rare. But See, that's you need my to be point. Aware of that, these that's, problems. That's yeah, the yeah, big, yeah, exactly. That's the big pharmaceutical agenda. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We we can't really deny that they happen, but it's rare. Well. Please, somebody define the yeah. word rare for me. <laughs> There's no definition of rare. Yeah. It Give us some real statistics. And then when people look at it and go, oh, well, it only happens to 32 people out of 1,000. Well, that's not bad. Well, it is if you're one of the 32. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. are those numbers even accurate or not? And just so we're clear... One of the digestive problems these drugs can cause can kill you. Do you, do you even want to take a, a chance that you might be the one in 32 or, or the 32 out of a thousand or whatever the statistic is when death is a possible outcome? You're willing to take that chance just so you can lose a couple pounds? 
my God, this is insanity. Yeah. But but there's Gemma yeah, they did, saying, they oh, about, don't worry yeah. about it. It's really rare. Yeah. Yeah, they did mention bowel blockages. and Correct. Those can kill you. That kind of stuff. It was like, you know, like you said, it was like them saying that you need to be aware of it. But, yeah, don't worry about it. That's, that was kind of the gist I got of it. I didn't, you know, get to read the whole thing. But No, that's what they want you to think. Um, oh, yeah, that could happen. But yeah. it's so rare. Who cares? Well, don't, you know, whatever happened to science? In science, we don't use words like rare. Yeah, really. They have no meaning. We use statistics. We say this many people took it. This many people had this problem. They bury that stuff. The media will never put out the, the right numbers. The media will report just what the big pharmaceutical companies want them to report. Oh, yeah, it might happen, but it's rare. Or they'll report on the woman who just lost her leg over the flu, but they won't report on the thousand people that were injured by the flu vaccine. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yep. All right. Well, good stuff, Tony. And, um, I love I the success one, stories. Uh, yeah, I just had. Yeah, I just have one question. Uh, you've been talking the last few days about the uh, what is it? Water glassing. Water glassing uh, eggs. eggs. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have a uh, uh, somewhere on on the website where you have like you know how to do it? No, I will. Uh, or can when, I just, now, when we learn America. these things, we tend to do a video on them, but I'm just learning right. this one. Yeah, yeah I, I have never done this. I, I've okay. seen it. I've read about it. I uh, A week or so ago, I asked for people to, if you've done this in the past and you've got experience, call me, help me out with this. And we had a great call today. So I will start now. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably okay, do a yeah. batch or two and kind of, you know, get the steps down the way I want to do them. And then we'll we'll do a video or something on it. It, it really is pretty darn simple. I mean, I, again, I haven't done it, but it looks like you mix the lime with the water. You put your eggs in. Now, cl uh, unwashed fresh eggs from the chicken. These are not, you know, commercial mm. eggs you're going to buy in a grocery store. If you're getting eggs right. from somebody local, you want to make sure they haven't refrigerated them and they haven't washed them. So you do need to be okay. careful of your source of eggs. Mine is pretty reliable because they're my own chickens now. So, you know, the eggs are going to go right from, yeah, the swing. <laughs> yeah, right from the hutch right into the water with lime. So you basically mix the lime in the water, put your eggs in a glass jar, Pour in the, the lime water mixture, put a lid on it, put them away. I, I, that's really the whole process. Yeah. All right, great. Well, I'll have to swing by and pick up some eggs from you then. There you go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Kevin. That's all I got today. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Wisconsin. Matt, welcome. Good afternoon, or is it morning? We're in Wisconsin. It's 1130 here. So. Uh, it's definitely um, morning still but, here. Uh, Oh, and, I'm still morning here too. So and, good morning. Speaking of chickens, here come mine. They usually yep. they they look for me after <laughs> they look for me after I let them out, and they're um, when I come over here in the morning and I let them out, and then I come right into the office to start the show and go to work. They seem a little lost, but eventually they find me. Nice, nice, very nice. Yeah. So, quick question: um, I am having. Uh, it's funny. I always call into the show. 
when you're talking about the same thing. So I, I heard you talking about painkillers and whatnot earlier. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, on November 2nd, I have to have rotator cuff surgery. I have a 70% tear in my one shoulder. and Got it. Okay. They want to do surgery. Um, so I'm just trying. I'm mentally prepared for it, but I'm kind of thinking about nutritionally prepared for it, too. Is there anything I should do? or What is your um, typical diet? You know, because I... I um, so I'm pretty much 90% carnivore. Okay. Um, little bit of keto, um, but I've been really for the past six, eight months, I've been pretty straight carnivore. You know, the, the interesting thing, carnivore is almost always keto. It's hard to eat carnivore and not be in okay. ketosis. The, the only time I see some issues is if people are still too afraid of fat and they're sticking to the leaner cuts, they're eating, you know, New York strips instead of ribeyes or, or short ribs or something nice and fatty. They're still eating like 90-10 ground beef instead of 80-20 or 70-30. They're not using a lot of butter or beef tallow. Or If you do um, carnivore and it's too lean sometimes you struggle to get into ketosis because there just isn't enough fat available. But as long as you've got a decent amount of fat in your carnivore diet, carnivore is always keto. Sure. Sure. So um, well, as, as yeah, far as I mean, what well, to actually do for lunch, to, lunch just now. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say for lunch right now, I just had four eggs and actually like fritters. My wife made them with, they did have cheese in them and, uh, and, uh, a little bit of kale. I try not to try to stay away from that, but she yeah, made them. Little, so yeah, a little. They were fine. delicious, but and um, and the so, eggs. Yep, and I. One of the reasons all we, that fun stuff. Yeah, one of the reasons we love eggs on keto or carnivore, they are like the perfect food already prepackaged for us. They have plenty of protein, so that's carnivore, but they also have a ton of good fat, and it makes them very keto. So if you're eating a lot of eggs on a carnivore diet, you're going to be keto. Sure. I eat eggs just about every day. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So all I would say to get prepared for this is if you're 90%, try to get to 95 or more. I, I just find sure, that, sure. that when I could, yeah, when I like, I'm getting ready to go on the trip. And it, it's actually easier for me on a trip. I prepare all my own food. I eat by myself. So I can eat any way I want when I'm on the road, as long as I take the right food and I prepare. So I will, my goal, I'm going to try this. I've, I've never really achieved it before. Um, my goal will be to be somewhere around 98 or 99% carnivore during this trip. I mean, I am really going to cut out almost everything except meat, fish, and eggs. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so over the summer too, I noticed now, uh, being carnivore, so I've it's going on about two years now. Um, and I talked to you a while back, but I down 80 pounds. A1C went from 10. Last time I had it checked was 5.5. But I noticed over the summer, I don't get sunburned anymore. Isn't that I can, crazy? I can spend a day out in the sun and I, it's, it's weird. I yeah. mean, it's <laughs> I, I've talked about this. I'm a fish belly white Scotsman, with a little bit of Irish thrown in. Um, mm -hmm. The sun was never my friend and I love the sun. I love being out in the sun. I love water sports <laughs> and, and uh, sunburns had always been a problem my whole life. And I am just shocked now sure. 
they're not a problem anymore. I, I, it's almost hard for me to believe that that changed. I never had a clue that that would change. And now we actually know what it is. We know what it was in our diet that was causing this to be a problem. It was all the vegetable oils. Well, yeah, okay. that that's what makes this change. If if you get all the bad seed oils, we try to call them vegetable oils because everybody thinks vegetables are healthy. We don't get oil from vegetables. We get oil from the seeds of vegetables. So there are seed oils and they have to be heavily processed with all kinds of crazy heat and chemicals. And, and it's just a nasty, horrible process. And those oils are toxic to humans. They are so bad, and yet they are all over our food supply. Every restaurant uses them. Every processed food has bad oil. Yeah, (laughs) all the processed foods have bad oils in them. All the restaurants use them. But when we take control of that and we get the seed oils out of our diet, you don't burn anymore. Now, I'm not going to say if I were to go out and stand in the sun you know, after this winter, I was to go out in the first day and be out in the sun for six hours straight, I would burn some. But if I would have done that sure, before, sure. it would have been third degree hospital burns. It would have been so bad. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. So and um, now all I have to do is ease into it, you know, maybe get an hour of sun today, two hours of sun tomorrow and by the third or fourth day, I can almost go out in the sun as much as I want. No sunscreen, not covered up, and I don't burn. It's just incredible. Sure. Well, we haven't had much sun around here in Wisconsin lately. So, I mean, today the sun's out. But, so just, I don't know, two weeks ago, our climate started shifting here. Same so here. I started uh, started back on the vitamin D. <laughs> yep, me too. For, for the winter months. Yeah. Um, yep. So, um yeah, so that, that kind of answers my question a little bit about the surgery. But um, one thing, I'm I'm horrible. I have a horrible pain tolerance, you know. So I, I know they're going to give me painkillers. Uh, apparently, I got to hey, live on those for a couple weeks. Let me ask um, you something, because obviously, what are your since, on that? <laughs> since sun is an issue for you, I imagine you're fair skinned. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not not so much. But I do. I used to burn. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so I, somewhat, my my, my wife's very fair skinned. So, but. so you're not a redhead by chance? Nope, nope, nope. My wife is though. <laughs> well, and the reason I say that, and I use this as an excuse for being a wussy when it comes to pain, because I am too. I have, I do not have a good tolerance for pain. I wish I did, um, but I don't, and I don't think it's sure. because I'm weak or you know a sissy. Or uh, there is some evidence for some reason that. People with red hair have very low tolerances for pain Uh. and for some reason also need usually twice as much Novocaine in order to not feel anything. Wow. And it's not a, you know, when you get Novocaine, the dentist doesn't want you to feel anything at all. They want to give you it. They don't want to give you half a dose and say, well, just deal with half the pain. They want to make sure you don't feel anything. They don't want you jerking around when they're poking. So they will keep giving you Novocaine until you say, no, I can't feel anything anymore. And every dentist I've ever sure, talked to sure. said with the redhead, it's almost twice as much that, that just, and nobody's ever really figured <laughs> out why. Um, so I, I get the pain thing. I am, believe it or not, I'm not completely against opioids. 
they work fantastic for sure. pain and pain can be very stressful. So now I will say this, my wife, Lisa, she goes through mm-hmm. some really intensive, she's been through some pretty intensive oral, you know, procedures and she does it with no Novocaine by choice. She doesn't like sure. the way Novocaine makes her feel and, and, you know, being numb and all that. She, so many times she will just say, skip the Novocaine. I look at her and think, my God, you are insane. Uh, it, there is no way. I just can't do it. Um, so, but, sure. so the weird thing about pain is none of us can understand how anybody else experiences pain. There's no measurement. Um, This is why opioids became a problem because anybody that walks into a doctor's office and says, I'm in pain, the doctor has to believe them. You can't tell them, no, I don't think you are in pain. I'm not going to give this to you. So the, the, the medical community has always said, if somebody says they're in pain, you give them enough pain medication until they're not in pain anymore. So there is no number here. There's no dosage that we could recommend. What I try to tell people is, is you are the only person that can manage your own pain. I like to just say, man, give me enough so I don't feel anything. I've tried to back off that a little bit. <laughs> I know, I yeah, I, I, and I've tried to back off of it a little bit and say, okay, give me enough so that I'm at least not really uncomfortable and I'm not being stressed by this pain. And in the first couple sure, of days sure. after a surgery, it give me enough so I don't feel anything. For a day or two, that's, that's when the pain's sure. really bad. But just know that they will give you probably as much as you want. And it really is up to sure. us to kind of manage that. And, and I would say you try to manage it where you're, you're not really so uncomfortable that it's become stressful but I would also try not to overdo the pain medication and to stop it as soon as I could. Sure. And I, and I, I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good about that. I, I've yeah, had surgeries before and it, it, yeah. then just do you what you've done in the it past. And you start you're able to manage it. Right. Yeah. You, right. You're able to manage it after a little bit. And then you're like, ah, you don't want to take these for too long because it becomes a problem. It so, can become a real, um, real problem I, uh, pretty quickly too. And, and here's the yeah, other thing we yeah. have to be aware of. Um, the the hospitals for some reason i haven't had a chance to go research this so this is all um what we call anecdotal it's not research it's not numbers it's me hearing and talking to people nothing more than that but it seems to me like the most common painkiller now being used in hospitals and clinics is fentanyl Well, and the only reason I can think of again with I haven't gone to try to figure out is it really true or is it just anecdotal? Uh, But my wife, Lisa, was just in for a procedure. It's somewhat painful. Uh, They gave her fentanyl. Come on, really? Wow. Uh, The only thing I can think (laughs) is that it's really cheap. Sure. So I'm I, thinking it's going to be like Vicodins for me or something. Right, or, right. Know, something like that. But, but can't we try, yeah. you know, uh, you know, like a, a Tylox, you know, Tylenol with some codeine. Sure. We're, it's pretty damn effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like yeah, they've yeah. skipped all of those. And, and I keep hearing the word fentanyl every time somebody's in the hospital anymore. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, so one thing hey, I am look, looking hey, forward hey, to. Hey, look. 
what what are you going to give me for pain? I would ask them up front. And if the answer is fentanyl, I would ask why. Can't we try some, you know, Vicodin, sure. some something a little milder? It can still be an opioid, but they're not all the same. Yeah. And, and, you know, fentanyl used sure. to only be reserved for people who had cancer or were dying. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vicodin for me has always kind of worked, but, you know, an oxycodone would make me sick. Um, then, so, then I would request yeah. it. I would I'm, ask I'm sure they'll figure front. that out. Yeah, I yeah. would ask up front and I would yeah. request what I wanted. Yeah, sure. Um, one thing I am looking forward to, uh, besides the, the 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 recovery, so apparently I have to. They, they've already delivered a chair to my house that lifts your arm up and down, and an ice machine, and it it, it compresses, it heats up, and it ices all at the same, you know, at, huh. at, at intervals. Yeah. Um, so I got to apparently sit in this chair for four hours a day. So four times a day, 60 minutes um, wow. that this thing moves my arm up and down. So one thing, and I got to do that for a month. Um, so one oh. thing I'm looking forward to is I got the refrigerator stocked with all with ribeyes and hamburger and <laughs> there you all, go. all the good food. So I won't have to worry about taking anything on the road with me <laughs> it's yeah, right, right here. Go. So I'll be able to stuff my face with good food the whole time. So good. Um, good. You know, that, so, oh, that, yeah, that kind of answers my question. Yep. You know, the most disappointing thought about what you just said, you got ribeyes, you got eggs, you got all this good food. Okay. I, Cause I try to keep myself surrounded by food like that. My biggest disappointment is I can't eat much of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't have an appetite nearly what I used to. I, I so, am to the point anymore too. where I can be really hungry. Like, you know, I got up, I had the coffee in the morning, and then I got busy. And the next day I know it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't eaten anything yet. And, and when I stop and think about it, I'll think like, man, am I hungry? Just happened yesterday. And... um <laughs> Yeah, we I've got some family in town. So Lisa ran down and got some lunch and she brought it back and it was a nice spread. And I'm looking at it all and I was starving and I'm like, I'm going to try a little bit of everything. Uh, this is not an exaggeration. I was maybe five <laughs> or six bites in to some really fatty brisket. And, and I, I said, you know what? I could yeah. walk away right now and I, I would not need another bite. <laughs> I do that all the time. And it, it, it is, it <laughs> I'll do that all the time. Me you know, how it, little food yeah. can satisfy me. Just such a small amount of food, and I'm completely sure. satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny you say that because we had meatloaf last night, and uh, and I make it, I don't know, uh, Dr. Ken Berry, his wife, Nisha, yeah. she does a, a, a bacon meatloaf where she cooks the, the bacon right on top of it and it's oh, yeah. right into the meat. And, right. Um, so it's, it's a lot, super lot of fat. Yeah. Know, but, um, I'll put a big old piece on my plate and I'll take like four bites of it. I'm like, I'm done. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it ends just, up going back in the refrigerator. I yeah. know. So, yeah. <laughs> am I sick? <laughs> am I sick? Is I know. Wrong? <laughs> no, but you feel great. Yeah. It's just like, um, it, it, it's yeah. almost like there are times when I want to keep eating because the food tastes so good and I just don't have the motivation to keep eating. Sure. But well, one a, more thing before I, thing. before you yeah. let me go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, so last, uh, last two nights, uh, I was watching a series on Netflix, uh, and it was something about live a hundred years or something in the blue zones. 
Yeah, ignore um, this it. This guy did this research on these blue zones. Oh, and I, I'm looking and I'm waiting for him to tell me about how to eat meat and da 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 da. And you know these people in Okinawa, you know what they eat. Never once in the four episodes did he mention any. Uh, the, uh, all it was was. Um, I caught it in like one of the first episodes was, yeah, their diet only consists of 5%, 5% animal products. It's a lot. I'm like, yep. Uh, okay. I know where this is going. It, <laughs> I know it, where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is yeah. that that concept yeah. has been around a long time. They use people in the blue zones yeah. and they use the seventh day Adventist. Um, the seven day yes. Adventists yes. are, yep. are vegans, yep. vegetarians. I forget which one, but they, they don't eat meat or, um, there's, there are a lot of problems with all of these studies and I, I could spend hours going through them, but basically I can tell you all of those studies have been corrupted. They're, they're all, they're lies. Some sure, of it is sure. true. I, it's not all a lie. Yep. Some of it is true, but the, the makeup of the diet of the people in the blue zones has been um, twisted to the point that it's no longer true. So it, 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 yeah, there's, there is way, way too much evidence against this idea. Now, I think that whole blue zone thing is going to start falling apart. It's been around a long time. People believe it. There's, there's much, much more evidence. Here's the thing to think about. How long sales pitch. Oh, it's an awesome sales pitch. Right. (laughs) But let's think about this for a second. How long have people been eating vegetarian or vegan? Quite a long time. Well, it's just that, you know, beans, legumes. You mean to tell me that back when, when, when man was first came around or whatever, they soaked their beans no. and they soaked their legumes they, so they could they, eat them. No, they, they, they didn't them up and eat threw them back on the ground because right. it was like a rock. Right. They didn't eat them at all. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, sure. the, the makeup of their diet has really been exaggerated, but I can say this historically Kellogg, the guy that started the cereal craze, we've talked about this before. He, he, he ran sanatoriums. He was a nut job. He believed that that meat mm-hmm. was evil, um, that it caused people to be sex maniacs. I mean, I mean, it was crazy stuff. And that's why he started the whole cereal thing and, and vegetarian. So we're talking early 1900s. We have a lot of experience with with vegetarians and vegans. And most of it really isn't that good. I could say a good vegetarian diet might be slightly better than the standard American diet. But most people who eat vegetarian don't eat a good vegetarian diet. They, they load it all up with a bunch of grains and fillers and carbohydrates because vegetables just aren't very satisfying. And they don't have enough calories to really sustain us. So... But how much real experience do we have with people eating keto or carnivore? Not a lot. It's recent. Mm -hmm. And as recent as it is, there is undeniable evidence of how well it works and how sustainable it is. So you mean the commercial I just saw about honey nut Cheerios will, Cheerios will lower your cholesterol? <laughs> oh, no, it does. It will lower your cholesterol. They're right. My, yeah. my answer yeah. is I'll look right at them and say, what the hell do I want to lower my cholesterol for? That's our problem. Our problem it's isn't something. that they lied yeah. to us about what lowers our cholesterol. They're right. 
They will tell you all the things that lower your cholesterol, and they're right. It will work. The problem is the premise is flawed. We don't want to lower our Mm -hmm. cholesterol. Mm. It's something. You know, more the the longer longer I'm doing this diet, well, I don't even call it a diet anymore. I call it a way of living. That's how I eat, the the way I eat. But the more you talk to people, you know, Oh, your cholesterol must be off the charts. I'm afraid to go to the doctor. Like, so Monday I have to go to the doctor's office for a fit. They have to do a physical before they do the surgery. And I'm just dreading it. I'm like, he's going to do it. He's going to want to do it. You know, a blood, maybe do a a blood test, but I'm sure my cholesterol is perfect. It's probably 300, you know, great. I don't (laughs) have a doctor. I don't go to doctors unless I'm injured. I don't go to the doctor for being sick. I go if yeah, I'm injured. That's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> yeah, right. And I've yeah. I've only checked my own cholesterol once, and it was, I don't know, six or eight months ago. Um, I've never talked to a doctor about my cholesterol. But if I ever did, mm-hmm. um, my answer would be, hey, doc, my yeah, my cholesterol is really high in your world. But... When my cholesterol was really low, the way you think it should be 10 years ago, I also had joint pain. I got sick more often. I had brain fog. I had all kinds of problems. Now, nine years with high cholesterol, and I've never felt better, and I've never been more healthy. So you will never (laughs) convince me that I should try to lower my cholesterol. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's funny because the same doctor, it, it, it's my family. Let's say it's my, my family doctor. Um, but I haven't seen him in over a year. Um, but my neighbor, he's, he actually, he's a truck driver as well. He has the same doctor and he just went and did his lipid and his, his numbers are normal. You know, his triglycerides are high, but I think that's from the boozy drinks, but I, he already knows that. Um, but the doctor, the same doctor that I'm going to see Monday, Wanted to put him on a statin, of course. And um, I said, don't do it, Donovan. Don't yeah. do it. Just oh. don't do it. And I asked him, I told him, I told him what to ask the doctor. You know, well, what do you do for your cholesterol? You know? <laughs> well, don't well, ask a doctor it that. Turns they'll, out this they'll take freaking, it. This freaking doctor takes it. He takes it too. He takes Crestor. Of course he does. He, well, I take low dose. You know, of course he does. Are Some of them me? might take two statins. Yeah. Yeah, there. Look, I, I, I so have, your doctor's not healthy, and you're going to take advice from him. Yeah, I have never, <laughs> never, ever yeah. claimed that doctors were just corrupt and they were trying to give you something they didn't believe in. I, I don't think that for a second. These yeah. doctors are completely convinced you can't be healthy without a statin. That's something. It's something. sick. <laughs> it is really sick yeah. that that people intelligent enough and hardworking enough to become a doctor in the first place. It's not an easy thing. Medical school is incredibly yeah. difficult. It's expensive. The residency program you have to go through is a nightmare. So the people that become doctors mm-hmm. are not lazy, dumb people. How how in the world yeah. did they become so brainwashed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something. It tells it's, you how powerful really the pharmaceutical <laughs> companies are. Yeah, it's crazy. It really so, is. All right, well, I'll let you get on to some other callers. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe when I'm sitting at home doing therapy here, I'll give you a call again. Please do. <laughs> Love to keep up with it. Let's uh, let's get to another call. They're piling up on us here. We're going to go to Illinois. We've got another injured shoulder. Mike, welcome. Hey, Kevin. How's your day going all right so far? Sounds like it. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> so, Mr. Rogers, there we go. That's right. My neighborhood um, this morning, though, in... doesn't doesn't consist of any people, which is why I'm happy. My neighborhood now is chickens, elk, turkeys, well, you... and a couple deer. So it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's, that's a good neighborhood. Yes. Um, Back in like uh, January or February, I was uh, going to adjust my tandems on my trailer and I had to pull up on the bar. And as I pulled up on the bar, it wasn't, you know, cooperating so i tried pulling a little bit harder and as i did it i strained my left shoulder okay and seemed to have gotten better but i still try you know like i'll try and uh, use the x3 bar on that and i just can't even do it because i'm it's still too much pain to do that okay. and i'm just wondering if there's anything i could do to help with that so i've been eating i've been eating the, the first thing i will say the first thing I will say is that the X3 bar, the whole idea of using bands, is the best thing you can do for an injured joint. And the reason is the whole concept of okay. bands, if we take, uh, let's say we're going to do a chest press or, or a traditional bench press, which is it's the same movement, and we're going to do it with a barbell. When you come down and rest that bar okay. on your chest which is the full range of motion, and then you have to push that weight back up. Your joint, your shoulder yeah. joint at that point is at its most vulnerable. Your muscles are weak right here okay. in this position, and your joint is, is at its farthest range of motion. And when you go to push that weight, you are at risk. You are at the most risk of injuring it right then or aggravating an injury that's okay. already there. Now, what happens with the band? When you bring the bar back and touch your chest, there's no tension. It's gone. That's right. the beauty of the band system. Every movement we do, when we're at the bottom of the movement and we need the most strength, our joints are at their most vulnerable. That's why the bands are so good. That every time with a live weight, okay. we would be at our most vulnerable point for injury. The band has taken away all the resistance right there. So right. if you're doing the band okay. and it right. hurts, then you shouldn't be doing anything except non-resistant kind of movement. Just working the joint through its full range of motion without any real resistance. Or the other thing you could try okay. is try to use the lightest band no matter what. Even if you go, oh, but if I try to use the lightest right. band on my chest breast, I could do a hundred of them. Well, don't do a hundred. Use the lightest band and just do 15. Right. Just do the minimum. Right. Try that. And, okay, if it, yeah, and, and use, use pain as your guide. If it hurts the joint okay. stop doing it if it hurts the muscle that's okay 
That's right. the point of it. We're trying to hurt the muscle. But if you're using the lightest band right. and you do three or four or five and you start to feel joint pain, then stop. Because all we're doing at that point is aggravating the injury. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And on that. Uh, now, the other uh, thing I would coffee, the highly recommend before we get off the joint pain, I would highly recommend some infrared therapy on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to get some infrared therapy. Why? That maybe kind of hard. I'm out driving all the time. You could easily lay the infrared heating blanket we have on your shoulder while you're driving. You could sleep on it. You can lay on it for 20 minutes in the afternoon when you feel like taking a break. The infrared heating pad we have in the store is excellent for this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I got, I, I got that uh, other one, the one you get in. The, the bag. Uh, sleeping bag oh, type. do you take it with bag. you in the truck? But, uh, I haven't taken it on the truck. It's a little bit room-consuming in it, the truck. I was going to say, if you have it in the truck, use that. It's excellent. If if it's just too much trouble in the truck, the heating blanket, then the heating pad would work much better. It's it's really small. Um, It's weighted so that you would actually be able to rig it up on your shoulder, even when you're driving. But you really don't need to. There's plenty of time throughout the day to get 15 or 20 minutes or a half hour here and there. Um, but if the, if your sleeping yeah. bag is too big, then the heating pad would be ideal. But if you can figure out a way to take your sleeping bag yeah, with I you and it's not too much trouble, that would be perfect. Yeah. 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 On that, uh, thing copying that I was using that for a while and boy, it cleared up my brain a lot and I was able to think much more clearly, we'll it, say. And I, I was actually able to remember a whole lot more things that, that I'd, wasn't remembering right away it it's it's similar yeah it, it's similar to what we say about our body you know and when, when everybody starts eating clean keto paleo carnivore oh i feel so good my joint pain went away you know i'm not tired i have energy um the same thing happens when you start using adaptogens for your brain you feel your brain work differently yeah it's pretty incredible. I've I've tried a ton of nootropics over the years, and nootropics are a word that it's a it's a supplement or a nutrient that is supposed to help your brain. It's supposed to help you think better. And I have tried a bunch of them. The only one I've said that really works is expensive, and but the mushroom adaptogens work really well for this. Yeah. They, that thing, coffee, it worked great. Yeah, and now if, is, is if, I don't really have a coffee maker. And, that's why the capsules are so good now. We just launched them today. Yeah. Okay. You well, know, that's I good. I'll I get and get me some of those. Then. Yeah, I get most of my adaptogens through the coffee. The thing is, I only drink one cup of coffee a day most days. Um, so I tend to focus on. I almost always use the Think Coffee. If I'm really getting stressed, I will switch to calm for a while. If I drink a second cup, some days I do, I will always go to decaf calm for that second cup. Um, But now I am going to take all four of the adaptogens in the capsules. Well, I'll do three in capsules and I'll keep doing the think in my coffee. Um, But for the near future, 
or maybe even the far future, we'll see, um, that those three other adaptogens are going to become part of my daily routine. Let's go to Texas. James, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Good. Oh, I um, started the protocol for my digestive issues with the um, the Atron pill. And uh, the, the uh, protocol, I just freaking drew a blank. Hydrazine, uh, the gastrozine, and the HCLEs. The I called you the other day. PPI protocol. PPI kit. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. And um, I had some questions. Uh, it's got like uh, two different phases, but I haven't taken PPIs in in two years. Okay. In the protocol itself that I got off the website. Right. And I was wondering, I just started out on the third one, just taking the hydrozyme and the gastrozyme and the HCLEs plus the Alchon Till. Is that right? Is that the way I'm supposed to do it? Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. I, I am all for people experimenting. Try some things. The, the beauty of supplements is there, there's no danger in them. I mean, it's not like a pharmaceutical and we get all kinds of weird side effects. And, uh, you know, most supplements, almost all of them, you would have to take such crazy high doses to get any kind of weird side effects. So I'm all for people experimenting on their own. I mean, it's all I ever do. I biohack. I try stuff. It's how I figure all this out. So don't be afraid to try some things on your own. Um, Refresh my memory. We we. We're doing this because you are getting like pain and bloating up high, right? You're not getting heartburn again, are you? I still have I still have the heartburn on and off. Sometimes it's not there, but the majority of the time it is it is still there. Then then stick with the PPI protocol as close as possible until we get rid of that. But like I say, in the beginning of that, it, it starts off with use all of them. And, uh, so he, here's the other thing to remember. How long were you on PPIs? Oh, I mean, quite a few years. I mean, well, give sure. me. So I've I've worked with people all Probably the way. Ten years. Okay, ten, and that's what I was looking. For. I've worked maybe, with people maybe, all the maybe. way up to thirty years of continuous PPI usage. Can't even imagine. Uh, in those cases, we have sometimes had to have 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 to do two and three full PPI protocols before they start to get relief. Okay. At 10 years, usually usually one does it. But if it doesn't, it, it certainly doesn't hurt to, to, to run through another 30 days of the protocol. Gotcha. Yesterday was the first day that I'd taken all those together. And then a couple of times during the day, I kind of, I got all flushed and hot. Felt like I had a fever. Is that normal? It, it, I won't say it's I, normal. It can be common as a reaction to some supplements. Um, if it were extensive, we would try to start figuring out why. Yeah. Okay, I've got another question for you. Sure. Uh, about the same. I had this smell that I could smell in the truck. Not we slit seat, so I, you know, so there's. Some of the trucks could have some motors in them, right? Right. Get out! Of, I thought it was in the truck I was in, 
And I got out of that truck, got in my pickup, went home. Well, I could still smell the smell, and it smelled like freaking spoiled food. Is that coming from me, from my gut? Because I, I never smelled it anywhere else except those two vehicles when I was in two in a close quarters and cabs in both of those vehicles. It could you be. You ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Um, it could be you. Uh, is there somebody else in your life you can ask to smell you? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, my wife wouldn't come near me. Oh. Goes, I'm not going to smell that if you think it smells like that. Have you seen that commercial with the two raccoons? You're like, here, taste this. It tastes like crap. <laughs> well, for some, re- for some reason, as humans, we have this obsession when we smell something awful or taste something, we want to make sure somebody else does it too. I know. it's it's So that's, exactly. why, the, that's why the commercial is so funny, because it's true. But, but you, yeah. come on, yeah. you, you, does your wife listen to the show by chance? Oh no, Kevin! She's a microbiologist. She thinks I'm. She thinks you're the cult leader, and we are your followers. <laughs> well, it's I, crazy, man. I, and her mother and her dad. Her dad's a pharmacist. So oh boy! She, she, oh she, boy! I don't even. I don't even open my mouth anymore, man. I, I just. He's a retired pharmacist, but you know, I just. They do what they do, and they believe what they believe. I can't change their mind. Here's, you know, here's, I just do what I do. And, no, I, I, I get it. I, I can't imagine. Uh, congratulations to you for, for, you know, kind of holding up against that kind of pressure. It's not easy. Um, but I, you know, I was going to, oh, they don't, they don't push nothing on me. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I, I was going to tell your wife, you know, every once in a while, you just got to take one for the team. Sure. She will. <laughs> <laughs> she will. But we always laugh about that commercial every time we have something bad to hear. Taste this. It tastes bad. You know? So it's, it's kind of a con running joke. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, right. It, but, so what I'm trying to get at is there's two possibilities here. One, you do really stink for some reason, and I, I'd want to know that. Or there's something weird about your own smell. Not, not, not the way your body smells, the way your nose is sensing odors could be altered somehow. Oh, okay. So I just, you know, yeah. I haven't heard of this before. So what I'm just going to have to do is try to use good troubleshooting practices. Let's start eliminating things. Let's eliminate the fact that you're just smelling some weird odor that might not even exist. It's a possibility. Yeah, it crazy, I, I stopped my, after I got in my pickup, I stopped and got out of the truck and smelt all the all my stuff, my clothes and right. everything and everything in the truck and I couldn't smell it and it was weird. It was really strange. I just I I kind of break I was like say I was trying to troubleshoot it myself. The the and, other uh, thing and, and I know I know. don't want to get too weird here, but I, I would want somebody to smell my body and I would want somebody to smell my breath. Yeah, I well, I mean, I've start, I've started using that deodorant from that detox. Oh, hey, deodorant. wait a minute! Wait, I've I, got the worst. The, I've got I've got the worst bo- body odor I've ever had in my life. That you are not the first person I've to say it. that. It seems like, and again, okay. this is more anecdotal than real research. But based on mm-hmm. my experience lately in the website and people reporting things, it seems to me like about two out of ten people. When they start using the the deodorant we're putting in the, you know, we give you a sample in the dental detox kit, so a lot of people are trying it. About two yeah. out of ten report the minute they start using this stuff, their body odor is horrendous. 
Yeah, that's me. What would happen if you use nothing? I've never done that. Try it. I mean, but look, I, if, you if, know, they, if, if you're said, using you know, this. I use it four times a day and rub it in. If you're using this deodorant you know, so and you stink already, what's the harm in trying not using anything? You're going to stink, maybe. So what? You already do. So again, this is a troubleshooting step. Is this deodorant causing the stink in some people, or is it really not doing much of anything, but it's not helping the odor either? The people I've worked with so far, if they have this bad body odor when they switch to a natural deodorant, we usually recommend a detox. There, there's probably you're okay. you're you're expelling toxins and it and it's causing uh you know a bacterial overgrowth and that's where the odor's coming from, and it it should clear up. This is so new we haven't worked with anybody long enough to try to figure out what it is yet. But I, but I have a feeling now that you said that that is the odor problem now. Yeah, somebody on the tribe had had, had mentioned that to me because I asked a question about that somebody was talking about it and he said something about some kind of detox I wasn't sure yeah we can all well you can either keep eating clean and you know get rid of all the the toxic deodorants we used to use and all the chemicals and and eventually over time this will go away but if it if it's problematic enough that, you know, we can go in and do a more aggressive detox and get it to go away quicker. I got you. But I, at this and moment, I, I, I would assume that the odor you keep catching now and then is this issue that you're talking about. Yeah, okay. It seems like lately my skin has just gotten dry, just almost flaky on my arms and legs. Now, when we start seeing dry skin, I start looking at, are you eating enough fat and are you digesting enough fat? That's what, I mean, I, I might not be eating enough fat, you know, I mean. Add more fat. That, that, that's awesome. Yeah. One more thing, Kevin. I've had, I've been wanting to get, I've had like a neuropathy feeling in my feet and I used to take, used to take uh Synthroid, thyroxine or whatever mm-hmm. you know, before and I quit taking it. And uh, ever since I quit taking it, that's when my feet started feeling like they were, you know, tingling or burning or whatever. Okay. And it's progressively gotten worse. Were you ever diabetic? And uh, no, not, okay. no, I've never, never. Okay. That, and how I've old never are you? been diabetic or I'm 58. This should not be neuropathy. That uh, you know, I always have to. You know, we got to go back and look. Was was somebody diabetic for a lot of years and then fixed it? But there still could be some nerve damage there. That doesn't sound like what's going on here. It could be a circulation issue. Are you doing any kind of cold exposure? Yeah, I just started. Actually, I got in my pool yesterday for about twenty seconds. It's freezing cold, and I got out. I got I got the Wim Wim Hof app and. Listen to what he was saying. That guy's a nut. But, yeah, he is know, a nut. There's pretty no doubt. entertaining. He's pretty. He's pretty motivated. He's he's it's motivating. You know? Yeah, he so is. It's, uh, he is. Um, here's what I would recommend. I, I heard Keep, you tell somebody about putting my feet in water. That's what I was just going to say. Keep doing the full cold exposure, your whole body, because it's really good for us. 
but multiple times throughout the day, if you have time, I'd be sticking my feet in ice water. Okay. All righty. And, and it's much, right, much, sir. you know, if, if we try to do a total cold plunge and we've got to put a knife ice into a tub to really get us down to those really cold temperatures, that's a lot of work and trouble. And, but putting your feet in ice water is not hard at all. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I've got so, that swimming pool out there, and my my wife thought I was crazy yesterday when I went in. But I'm like, well, yeah, it we, is what it is. We, we probably are all a little crazy, but we feel better. So, sure, exactly right. That's what I said. Told her, I said, "You're going to keep taking that pill the rest of your life," but I'm not. So, exactly, exactly. You know. So, yeah, keep doing the do the that. full cold plunges whenever you can, but two or three or four times a day, even if it's possible to stick your feet in some ice water for a while, do it. Okay. All right. We'll see what that does. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. What you do for all of us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for the feedback. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Marcy, good morning. Good afternoon for you. (laughs) Yes, it is. Kevin, first of all, what about the adaptogen sale that you were talking about earlier is that right it is um, a you yeah it is, I, a... you know i didn't even say i forgot to say it. we actually are launching this product with a sale we're ju- we were launching a new product that okay. was really the announcement all of the adaptogens are now available in capsules oh great yeah so i you know i tend to rotate through the adaptogens now that i've found out how powerful they are i focus mostly on think because of what i do all day long so you know i drink the think coffee in the morning and then later on in the day i you know i'll try to get some calm in maybe i'll have a cup of decaf later with some calm you know i might eat some chocolate that's got a little bit of adaptogen in it the elixirs if if we really want the powerful adaptogens we should be using the elixirs they tend to be bitter so some people don't really like them in their coffee so um you know four sigmatic just keeps innovating and they said well you know, we, I, I love the coffee and, and the elixirs and all that, but they're not always convenient. Some people just don't like them. And there's no way I'm going to get all four like that. You just, I just can't. I can't get, you know, two elixirs and, and in a day. It's just not going to happen. So my protocol going forward with everything going on right now is going to be the think in the morning in my coffee. The other three I'll take as capsules every day. So I'm going to add those three to my daily routine. Oh, that makes a lot of sense because you're right. I mean, I'm, I can't remember just a cup of coffee. And then right now I just made myself an elixir and I made my husband a chai. Right. Because we got to drive right. down to Pittsburgh. So, uh, yeah, but that's a good idea. And I can just add it with my regular vitamins yeah. that I'm taking. Yeah. And, and the beauty of Excellent. adaptogens, we can't ever overdo them. Yeah, I, I glad you mentioned that because I forgot about that. It's impossible. Um, you you could eat cool. the entire jar full of capsules and you would have no negative side effects. From <laughs> well, well there, I guess know. there, I guess there would be one negative side effect. They are kind of expensive, so you shouldn't do that. But it wouldn't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I just went to. Uh, I'm off for a few days, and I went. I got um, some smoked duck that they oh. and some smoked ribs that they cook for me. And I just had some today. I, I ate 
um, some smoked duck today. Oh my gosh, smoked so good. duck is one so. of my absolute favorites. You want to know one of my um, my dishes I will make for people, and it's such a simple thing to make, but it is so good. I make smoked duck nachos. Oh, oh my gosh! Use the uh, you know the siete so grain free tortilla chips and yeah, okay, some smoked duck, some you know. Pepper jack cheese. Um, I'll tell you it's what all I melted on top. Yeah, and then what I put on top of it, and and this would be a little more difficult or complicated, but it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, we have tons and tons of cherries. I mean, this is where all the cherries come from. So we buy them in the summer. We go do the whole you pick thing. We can some. Um, I will make a cherry salsa. And put it on top of the smoked oh duck goodness. nachos. Fruit goes really well with duck. And, uh, and I make uh, the cherry salsa exactly the way I would make a tomato salsa, except the cherries replace the tomatoes. Everything else is the same. Onions, oh. jalapenos, cilantro, yeah. lime. Um, just make it exactly like I would make any salsa, except the cherries replace the tomatoes. But you used a cherry. That is so interesting. Hmm. Never would have thought of that. That should be. You should take a picture of that. Throw it on the. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, it's pretty. The recipe. You get the, the deep red cherries. I'd like and the, to um, the green jalapenos and cilantro. It's really pretty. Oh my gosh! I wanted to make your uh, carnivore ice cream, but I don't know. Have you perfected it yet? I think I have. Because <laughs> um, I. Okay. Yeah, because I, I want to. I'm going to be off this week and next week, and I wanted to try to make it. So, if you can find online Bulletproof's recipe, because that's what I started with. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yep. And Bulletproof has a couple different ice cream recipes. This, I think, is their newest, and and it's um, it sounds like you're going to make your coffee in the morning. So it's seven tablespoons of butter. Yeah. Seven tablespoons of coconut mm -hmm. oil, three, and I think they did something weird, like three and two thirds tablespoons. Who the hell came up with that for brain octane? <laughs> Come on. Maybe they it, did it in grams. Could they have done it in grams? Maybe. That how and that came maybe about? Because I'm thinking, look, three and a half is not going to be any different than three and two thirds. Three isn't going to be any. Right. So why did we put a goofy measurement in there like two thirds? So I just do three tablespoons. I don't even bother with the two thirds. Oh, three tablespoons of, of brain uh, MCT oil. Okay. Yeah. Or MCT oil, whichever yeah. one you're taking. Okay. Right. Um, then okay. there was a, a little bit of, I think it Egg. was vanilla collagen. <laughs> was it vanilla collagen? Okay, I, I think got that. so. Um, then it was four egg yolks and four whole eggs. And okay. that might be it. So so if you start with their okay. base recipe, I add a couple things. I add salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And just do that to taste a couple pinches. And if, if you do it and it's too salty, put a couple less in the next time. Um, I just kind of salt to taste. It pulls out all the other flavors. And then what I found was when I make their recipe, it's too dry. It, it, there's just not enough liquid mm -hmm. in there to, to get a really good creamy consistency on the ice cream. So all I really added other than the salt, I'll come back to one other thing I add that's completely optional. Um, I add a can, 
uh, probably a 14 ounce can, a typical size can of um, coconut cream. Okay, I got that. That was the thing that put it over the top and made it nice and liquid and creamy and rich. And that was a game changer. I don't know why Bulletproof stopped where they stopped because it's it wasn't that great. It was a great idea and a good start, but it, it was just kind of it had this dry, weird texture to it. Okay. Did you, um, I guess you can substitute heavy whipping cream for that too, but you never tried that yet. No, you absolutely could. I can tell you it would work. I try to not use a lot of dairy if I don't have to. If coconut milk or coconut cream works, I'll use those just, just because I I think too much dairy is a problem. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other thing I add to my ice cream, cream. yeah, and this is totally optional, Mm -hmm. but what it does is it helps keep the ice cream softer and so it doesn't get as hard and dry after you put it back in the freezer. Now, uh, commercial ice cream, they use all the gums to do that. They use guar gum and and all the other gums. Yeah, so I, I won't use those. What I will use is alcohol. So in a a batch of ice cream, I will put up to about four tablespoons of an of an alcohol and I'll typically use liqueurs and I'll I'll match the flavor to whatever I'm making. So, you know, the other day I made a uh, you're just doing vanilla. I'd probably just use straight vodka. Or. There's an opportunity to get a little bit of a flavor into your vanilla ice cream. And they make a ton of flavored vodkas. So you could use a berry-flavored vodka, Uh, and you'll get a little bit of berry flavor in your vanilla ice cream. My favorite ice cream is the base is vanilla, and I do put some vanilla in there. But I use espresso powder to make a coffee ice cream, and then I add Kahlua is my alcohol. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that'll, that, yeah. Okay. You won't so taste anything that could be there. Yeah. You won't taste the alcohol at four tablespoons per batch. I don't taste it at all. There's no sense that there's alcohol in there. The flavoring will come through like the Kahlua or a, a berry infused vodka or something like that. And they, they've got flavored liqueurs of every kind. So it's kind of fun to play around with the different right. flavors and, and you're getting a tiny, tiny amount of alcohol in a serving. Right, right. Okay. I mean, uh, I used to use um, Allioys, and that doesn't, you know, keep the ice cream from freezing. Too, oh, here's but, the other. But that's, of course, an artificial sugar. Here's the other thing I forgot to say. This is a big point. I can't forget this. Uh, I am now using, in this recipe, I use a quarter cup of maple sugar. That's my sweetener. Oh, Okay. And I'm okay, okay. With, with that amount of sugar. Remember, I'm not getting a quarter cup because there's a lot of servings in this. I'm getting right, a pretty right. okay. small amount of maple sugar in each serving. And I'm so heavy carnivore most of the time that the, the sugar I might eat in, in the evening in some ice cream or something is just not that big of a deal. So maple sugar is different than maple syrup. Correct. I, I think it is in ice cream. I think that there, there's something okay. about the 
crystallized form of sugar that helps make the ice cream nice and creamy. When you use any of the artificial or or even natural no-calorie sweeteners, you don't get that softening effect that you get from crystallized sugar of some kind. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to order that. And yeah, I just wanted to see if I can, I wanted to make this and, um, and, and you know, while I'm home. <laughs> when you think about this, seriously, I know we always think of ice cream as like this guilty treat and, you know, yeah, we threw some maple sugar in there, but look at the ingredients and tell me that isn't health food. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's natural. I get it. It, it, it. It's natural. It's got to be all better the, than it's alloys, all, actually. It's oh. all the good fats and nutrients we're trying to get anywhere. It's got butter. It's got coconut oh, oil. Yeah. And it's got a ton of eggs. I mean, this is health food. Oh, it, exactly. We should eat this for that's, breakfast. Yeah, that's what I wanted to... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, it, it sounds it, so good. I it, wanted to make it. You know what else I did one day? I was in kind of a hurry and I wanted a hmm. second cup of coffee. I made a cup of decaf and put two big heaping tablespoons of ice cream in it before I blended it. Why wouldn't oh, I? See? It's got yeah. the butter. It's got the coconut oil. It's got the collagen. I, why wouldn't I put that into my coffee? Right. And it's got eggs. Right. Right. Oh, no, that sounds really good. No, I'm definitely going to make it. I'll put a picture up for it. Yeah. And um, it, we can all play so around with this and find little tweaks. Like I, I've only been working on it a little bit, but the can of coconut cream was the, the big game changer. Okay. Yeah, I think I got everything but the maple sugar, but I can just order that here today. Um, I wanted to tell you that I went to the eye doctor and uh, and I haven't been there for, gosh, for me three years or something. My husband kind of wanted us to go to the dermatologist and the eye doctor while we were home. Yeah. And I don't have astigmatism anymore. It's what? gone. Come on. <laughs> how's that? How's that possible? Come right? on. I was like, <laughs> am I? <laughs> I had astigmatism my whole life. So I'm curious. And I, said, and I believe yeah. you because I know you and I trust you and I believe you. I, I'm a little blown away by this. Uh, what did the doctor say? Well, I don't, I only went to this doctor the second time uh, already. So he never really said, but he says, you know, he know, when you put the lens in um, and he'll say, is this better or worse, better or worse? When it, when you have like near far vision, he's like, it's almost like North, South, East and West. When you, when you um, are North and South, that's the far and near you know, vision. Yeah. And then the east and west sides of the lenses are like the stigmatism end and the non-stigmatism end, so to speak. So he was just like, every time you put a lens in, I just said, well, that's better. That's better. That's better. I didn't have to. My, and I can hear the difference in my husband. He was like, no, no, that's worse. Or, you know, I don't notice a difference or that's worse. That's worse. And he, and he ends up getting a stigma. He never had a stigmatism <laughs> and he has one now. Now, He's eating, well, he's eating a lot of what I'm eating, but he's also eating some bad things. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted, I thought that was interesting. And I also found out, and I didn't know if anybody else knew this, is that, um, see, I have to wear reading glasses. And he said that, 
you know, your eyes will stop. Like you don't have to keep getting more and more prescription of the reading glasses. Right. I thought that's what was going to happen. And he also said something like, uh, you don't, uh, you, you won't, you can get a stronger lens if you wanted to. Uh, like if you, if I want, I'm a 2.0 magnification. And okay. he said, if you wanted to, you can do a 2.5 and that's, sh- that's not going to bother your eyes. You're not going to move into a 2.5. That's just, you just want to see closer and it's not going to make your eyes worse. Okay. Is what I always thought that was the case. Right. So I thought that was interesting information. And when you really comes down to it, I mean, think about the people that are making jewelry or something. They they got a magnification on oh, most yeah. of the day. Right. Why right. aren't they? Why aren't their eyes getting worse? Yeah. But they're really not. You uh, know. Yeah. So here's what I would <laughs> love to to hear. I, you know, I. Is there a, a eye doctor that you had gone to in the past that you could still go back to? Mm, let me think. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. Oh, okay. Maybe I have to look I, in my old address book, perhaps, and see to see what the what the difference is in my right. eyes. Maybe they right. don't have I, record. Yeah, I would love to go back and and you know go to somebody that has a record of you having astigmatism and. Then you go to them now, and it's not there. I would love to hear what their response was. Oh, I know. I know. But I, I, also, I, I have uh, a feeling. Yeah, we, I'm going to have to check that out. We both might end up being disappointed because how many stories have we heard of people curing diabetes and going back to their doctor, yeah. and their doctor almost acts like nothing happened? Right. Oh, just keep doing what you're doing. Right. That's to the, me, that's the comment. To me, if I were a doctor and I believed you can't <laughs> cure diabetes because that's what doctors believe, and then people kept coming to me that had cured diabetes, I'd have them in my office for two hours. I'd be questioning the hell out of them. Right. And these doctors yeah, what go, what are you doing exactly? Oh, what are you well, eating? Yeah. These doctors are like, oh, well, yeah, your numbers look good. Keep doing what you're doing. They don't look good. I reversed diabetes and you're acting like nothing happened. Well, just like that other caller that was saying that that, that doctor's on statins. <laughs> now, this doctor here, he said, I shut my mouth, but he said something like, you know, a guy comes in and he said his whole family's diabetic. And I'm like, thinking to myself, well, you're probably going to be diabetic. You're probably pretty much going to be diabetic. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, yeah. no, no, that's not right. <laughs> or actually that eye doctor, he's on a statin and he's like, you know, I just find the best thing to do is just listen to the doctor. And, um, you know, I could just tell, I could tell from the way he looks, he's pretty thin, but he got a bigger belly and that's, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What does that say? Exactly. You're just following. You're following the doctor's orders, and you're really not going to get any better. Uh, no, you're getting but, the uh, exact results we could have predicted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I went to the dermatologist. That's all good. And I also wanted to tell you that I I did a CGM. I was uh, on a CGM for a week, and I was pretty happy with the results on that. Um, uh, I noticed that uh, my blood sugar is averaging about ninety. Yep, which I think is very good. I, it, I think, and I'd I like think when it, it yeah. comes to blood sugar and eating the way humans are supposed to eat, 
90 is the new 70. We used to think 70 was kind of like that target. You know, we wanted it lower, but we don't want to get so low that you get, you know, symptoms. So 70 is what a lot of doctors would look at as what they think normal, healthy, resting blood sugar should be, fasting blood sugar. And I don't believe that anymore. Everybody I know that eats keto or carnivore tends to stay in the 90 to 110 range. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Including myself. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I can remember I started checking my blood sugar before I really changed my diet. And I was in the high 60s, low to mid 70s almost every morning. You know the only way I can get to 70 now? Hmm. Oh, Al- fasting. Alcohol. Oh. That's it. <laughs> and it's not good. It, it's a bad 70. My, my alcohol wipes out my blood sugar for about 48 hours. It's a mess, but it goes down mm-hmm. lower than it ever does when I don't consume alcohol. Now, that's not a good thing. Um, so that 90 to mm-hmm. 110 range, I think, is ideal. Right. Well, the, yeah, that's right. I, I ended up getting a deal on this uh, Dexcon 7. So nice. I had Good. my sister was taking it too. And um, the, the weekly, you know, blood <clears throat> glucose, you know, monitor. So she, she did it and it's good for her. Let's see. Hopefully there's going to be some changes there on her end. But uh, I, and I noticed too, I said, you know, the, the main thing is the blood sugar going down. You know, you, you want it, I mean, it's going to increase when you're eating, but then after a couple hours, it should go back down to where you were or Correct. close to that range. The, and the other Instead thing we're looking Instead of hanging for, out up there. Right. And the other thing we're looking for is we want to eat in a way, and this is different for everybody. I can consume a certain amount of carbs and not go over 140. Somebody else might not be able to. So we, we tailor our own eating, and the goal is not to spike above 140. When you eat a meal, 140 is kind of your target. If you're going over that, we either need to look at your blood sugar handling or we need to look at what you just ate. It Was that really a, a good meal for you or not, or were there too many carbohydrates in that meal? Uh, and my, the longer and longer I do this, the tighter and tighter my range keeps getting. You know, I, I eat what, what might even seem like a lot of carbs sometimes, and I spike to about 125, 130, and in an hour, I'm right back to 90-something. That's really what we're looking for. Yeah, that's really... Yeah. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, and the longer wow. I do that, the better yeah, this gets. Yeah. Well, I think I'm noticing... I, I think you probably would have told me a couple of a few years ago. I, I mean, I can even tell you when, when I met you at Pittsburgh Power, I, I looked at that picture. I should put it on... The, my face looks well. I was drinking alcohol yes. at the time once in a while too. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I noticed today. I mean, my face looked puffy in that picture, and Isn't I that crazy. And it I look, know. doesn't look like that I know. anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's just that was, and I was doing probably keto. Right there, I wasn't doing carnivore, but I was doing keto. You well, know, probably I, bad keto. I don't know. You know, I I will tell you, you because I pay attention to this now. I talk about it. You looked like a normal, healthy human being to me. 
You know, uh, you yeah. probably I, I notice just, I, when you can compare two pictures at different times, you may notice some differences and some puffiness or that, but, but um, you are a good, healthy, normal human being. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I, and I feel much better. And I, I know I, uh, there's a lot of other parts that I know that I just feel better all the way around. Yeah. And I think I am making some kind of an impact, whether I think I am or not, because I just talked to my one friend who, um, and she's like, I don't know. She said, I was thinking about you. I was going to go to McDonald's. And then I thought, <laughs> would Marcy go to McDonald's? <laughs> no, she wouldn't. I love so that. So I didn't go. And I, I'm like, <laughs> I love I'm like, that. Wow. Yeah. She said, your face looks good. Your skin looks good. You look good. You look happy. You look content. Excellent. And I said, well, I do feel that way. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this is all, you know, you know I think we just got to keep charging along here. We do. We do. Comments. No doubt. No doubt. We'll, we'll keep learning more. We'll figure out some of this stuff we weren't exactly right on. Uh, that's just part of the process. Uh, you know, you mentioned you, you look good. You look calm, that kind of thing. It's interesting. You, you said that we... Um, I've got uh, my brother and my sister-in-law in town, and it was kind of a surprise visit. They had gone on a trip down to the southwest for a balloon festival down in New Mexico, and then they decided to just continue the trip, and they went out to California, and then they said, well, we're right out here. Why wouldn't we go see Kevin? And when they called me, I said, um, you're not going to believe the timing. I got to leave next week and I'm going to be gone for almost a month. And so they actually changed their plans in order to get up here before I left, um, which was awesome. So they were here with us yesterday and we came out to the property and we built a bonfire because it was a little chilly and uh, sat around the fire and walked around outside and watched the wildlife. And, and Diesel was with us. And I was saying, you know, I feel calm when I'm out here. It, there's a difference. When I get here, I don't want to leave anymore. I, I feel calm. And I'm starting to mm-hmm. relax more. Um, I'm just not spending enough time out here with everything going on. But what everybody noticed was Diesel. He was a different dog. One, he oh. did not want to go when, like Lisa went to get in the car to go grab some lunch. He did not want to go with her. Um, Lisa walked into the house to get something and she was calling him and he stopped about 50 yards away from the house. I don't think he wanted to go inside. He, he was kind of playing out in the field and then he'd come back and he would just like almost collapse and just lay there and take a nap. And he just, he looked and felt like a different dog. Like he was much more calm and happy. I mean, it, it, and if you've never had a dog, you, you, you know, you can kind of tell their moods. You're around them all the time. You, and everybody noticed a difference in, in themselves, but even in the dog, we noticed the difference being out here. Right. Oh, my gosh. I believe it. Yeah. It's always probably loving it. Oh, yeah. It, it was. He, oh, when he went out. Being out in nature. It, yeah. When he would go out in the field and, you know, I'd throw a, He looked like a puppy again. I mean, he was bouncing around and, and, and then he would play so hard that he would just come up back over by the fire and just fall over and, and not move like he was just happy and content. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love it. I know. I love it. I know. Yeah, this is like a rejuvenate. Oh, my gosh. You're going to feel so much better. Um, just the rejuvenation of having that space uh, of trees and everything around you. Well, you have that anyway to your other place, but um, um, not 
just no people, like you said. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're, we're definitely surrounded by beauty and it, at our other home, but it is very different. I mean, there's, and look, I can tell you one of the things that stresses diesel out at home, um, and I'm going to, I don't complain very often, but I have a little pet peeve. You know, we're, when we first moved to where we are, there were so few houses and people around that Diesel came and went. He'd go, in, you know, he'd leave a door open all summer and he'd just go in and out and he really doesn't leave the yard much and there was nobody to bother him or him to bother anybody else. And as more and more people kept moving in and more dogs, it, we had to stop doing that. We can't just let him out now. So, but here's the thing. We have this, you know, your dog's got to be on a leash. Yeah, I get it. All right. Um, why don't cats have to be under some sort of control? We've got cats all over the neighborhood. They always seem to be in our garden for some reason, and it drives Diesel crazy. Uh, why is that okay to just let your cats wander around wherever you want? True. That's right. I know, but everybody well, thinks that's that okay. Case? Right. Oh, yeah, that's my cat. Really, I've never seen it near your house. It seems to be at my house all the time. <laughs> and it, it, it makes right. Diesel crazy. And no wonder why he's stressed. Well, so we come out yeah. here, there's there's no cats. and But it, it, I know that's kind of a petty little complaint. But um, <laughs> so the answer is I, I'm probably never going to change that. So I just won't live around people anymore. Come out here and live with the animals instead. <laughs> Yes, you definitely are going to do better. Yes. Well, and your dog's going to do better. Everybody's right. going to do better. That's It'll right. Be a great thing. Wonderful, Kevin. All right. Well, well thanks. I, I, I'm amazed by the astigmatism. Absolutely amazed. I know. That's I know. incredible. This makes me, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Another, chalk it up, another add, added to my checklist of things that went away. Yeah. You know? It, it, isn't it? Don't you almost feel like we're kind of blessed and privileged that as we're getting older, we're getting better? Isn't that crazy? I know. I know. I mean, it's still, they cannot believe the no medication. I, uh, the dermatologist, I'm like, nothing. She's like, are you, are you on anything? Are you allergic to anything? No, not allergic, not taking anything. I'm not taking anything. Right. You know, and the doctor, like, it's like, oh, this makes my life easier. I don't have to worry, you know? They're off the hook. I don't have to yeah. think about all that other stuff. Excellent. But I, you know, I, yep. you know, yeah. Well, thanks again. You guys are the best. Well, take care. We, we love the support. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I love the stories. Today has been very inspirational. Thank you. Everybody for, uh, for great stories today. I could use them. All right. We have got, uh, Two more calls I'm going to knock out. We are coming up on 11 o'clock, and i got to get out of here, but we will take these last two calls. Ron in Connecticut, what's on your mind today? Hey, good afternoon, or good morning. So uh, I just got the listening to the book Earthing, and uh, I'm sure you probably read it. I'd just I, like to get your opinion believe it on or that not, whole concept of grounding. I haven't, and I'll tell you why I haven't read a book on earthing or grounding. I, I read an article years ago by Dr. Mercola, and honestly, I thought, what more could you say about this that, that would need a book? Maybe I will go listen to one because now I'm curious, but I'm just wondering how you make an entire book out of grounding. 
So First he, off, I'm a big believer yeah, in it. So it's a couple of different options. Pardon me? I am a big believer in it. So so I will say that. I think it's essential. Okay, yeah, it's, I think we absolutely should be doing it right. as much as we can possibly do it. I'm just a little surprised that somebody managed to squeeze an entire book out of this topic. And it was a very interesting book, and it, it kept me interested through the whole thing. Oh, I'm going to read it. It's like a little over eight hours to listen to. Wow. Yeah, you're absolutely. kidding. So you're eight just talking hours about of grounding? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this one and listen to it yeah, on my so trip. What is really interesting about it is it explains how, so the guy who discovered all this, uh, uh, Clint Ober, um, it tells his story and how he got to where he got to discovering, you know, the powers of it. And then he actually started the whole movement, started his own company, and he goes through all that. And then a, a good part of the book is just interviewing and talking to people who solved a lot of issues, like big issues, like arthritis, all kind of stuff, by just doing, you know, just sleeping eight to ten hours on a grounding mat. Wow. Uh, you know, at night. And uh, so you were just talking about diesel. And I, I just wonder if maybe that's why diesel's attitude changed and his demeanor changed because he was, you know, playing around on great mother earth the whole time and not wanting to go in the house and not wanting to go in the car would take him away from that energy of the ground. So, I, I, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. I believe you're on to something and diesel has always wanted to be outside more. He's always, I mean, he's, right. you know, he's, he's technically not a Husky, but he's got Klee which is a Husky breed and Keyshound, which is, you know, got some of the similar coat type things. If it's 30 degrees outside, we usually don't get much colder than that here. The, the ground can be completely covered in snow. It can be in the twenties. He would be much happier just laying outside all day. He never gets cold. He loves the cold. But in the summer, he wants to be outside all the time, too. And with our lifestyle and the way, you know, our neighborhood has kind of changed, he just doesn't get to spend as much time outside. It, it, there's other dogs. There's the cats. There's people. So he only really gets to go outside when we go outside and take him. And yesterday, he got to spend the entire day outside. And when he did, he did not want to go back into a building or a car. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe it's the, the whole grounding thing. I think I mean, so, it, yeah. It just, you know, they're, you know, dogs and animals have been living on this planet forever on yeah. the ground, and it's only after we domesticated them that we're taking them off the ground yep. and putting them in cars and houses and whatnot. Yep. Uh, I, I had a German a German uh, uh, a husky mix, a German Shepherd husky mix, and... In the wintertime, we used to get called, get used to call SPCA on us all the time because the dog spent most of the day outside because he didn't want to come in the house. Yeah, and that, he would lay in the snow, get tunnels right. in the snow, and, you know. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we knew the SPCA guys by first name because they were at our house once a month. Hey, you know, we got complaints about you leaving your dog outside. I'm like, okay, well, you try to take him inside. And he'd growl at them, <laughs> you know. But, but no, that book, though, everything, that was... I, I thought the same thing you did. I, you know, I I actually been using mats for a little bit. You know, I go outside. I try to, you know, in the morning when I get up before I go to work and stuff, I walk around in the wet grass because the, you know, the dew on the grass, you know, makes everything work better. I, well, that's what he says. But 
so I, I was doing that for a while, and then I'm thinking, well, this book, you know, it, it, what can you say about it for eight hours? And it actually turned out to be a really good book. I'm probably going to go back and listen to it again. You know, I usually listen to them a couple times. But, uh, yeah, I highly suggest it. It was a really good book. I, I'm going to listen to it. The other book I listened to was uh, Toxic Superfoods. Oh, okay. I found absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. We, we so probably... We probably need to get Sally back on. We did the mini series with her. We covered a lot of the stuff in the book. It, it right. might be a good time to get her back on and do some follow-up stuff. Yeah, I actually solved a lot of little issues that uh, that I, I, I didn't know were related to that, and I just completely eliminated everything and just went full one hundred percent carnivore for and I was about, about a month into it. I noticed all the little aches and pains just absolutely disappeared. And then I went and I started eating just, you know, you know, one every couple of days or a week. And uh, all those little aches and pains came back. And I stopped everything and they all went away. So Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Know, yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in that stuff. So. Good. All right, Kev. That's all I got, buddy. All right. Take care. Um, I'm going to grab one more call, Mike. Hold on just a second. Um, I've got some weird industry news. Mm. This was just reported um, less than an hour ago. Um, Convoy, the digital brokerage. I've actually had um, the CEO, Dan Lewis, on my show. Convoy shut down their load board. They canceled all their loads. They shut down their load board. There's no bankruptcy filing. And what they're claiming, um, here's, here's what their spokeswoman said, a convoy spokeswoman issued a brief statement to FreightWaves, also citing potential developments in the next 24 to 48 hours, but wouldn't elaborate further. They're not answering any questions about this. Reporters have already reached out and said, what's going on? Why is the load board canceled? Why are all the loads gone? Um, and this is, this is a, like, Real breaking news. I know they try to call everything breaking these days, but uh, this is pretty big news. Uh, and it's just happening right now. So I'm sure throughout the day we're going to get more information about this. I'll update tomorrow. Uh, here's some numbers. In April of 2022, Convoy was valued at $3.8 billion. This is a big, very well-funded company. But it's interesting because there seems to be a lot of talk about these digital brokers who have all this debt and all this uh, investment money and the seed rounds and they have huge valuations, except they're not making any money. And the problem might occur because of the uh, crashing economy they won't be able to raise any more money. And what's happened in the past with these companies, and it's a lot of tech companies, a, a lot of tech companies have operated this way. They are heavily financed and leveraged sometimes for years. And they're all hoping for that big breakthrough. And when it doesn't come, they disappear. And a lot of money goes with them. It's going to be interesting to see if that happens with a company as big as Convoy. Wow. All right, um, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm going to grab this last call, and then I have got to get out of here. Let's go to Texas. Mike, welcome. 
Good morning, sunshine. Hey there. Hey, uh, that's some quite the news. Might be uh, yeah, some people losing a little bit of money in the trucking business. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah, some, I, maybe some unpaid unpaid truck drivers. You know? I did not see that one coming. You never know. Well, um, what comes first, the uh, sauna and the cold water, or the water, cold water and the sauna? Oh, you mean if you were going to do them in combination somehow? Yeah. So yeah. for yeah. me, yeah. this is an easy one. I want the sauna first. I want my body as yeah, hot I as I can get it before I try to endure the cold. The last thing I want to think yeah. about is a cold shower when I'm already cold. All right. Yeah, that's the way I do it. Just wondered. Yeah, and, and, then and not only that, but it just gets everything out of you. And yeah, um, you know, you don't even really need. I mean, I don't use soap or anything. It just washes you off. You know, everything's secreted out of you. Yeah, right. You know, right. That's a good so. point. And if we think about it, what culture uses the sauna the most? And uh, they actually call it the sauna. The sauna. I'm gonna go take a sauna. Yeah, I don't know. That's what they say. Oh, wow. um, like the Swedish. Um, that part of the world over oh, there. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're they're big, big, yeah. big on yeah. saunas. When I um, I spent a yeah. couple weeks up in northern Minnesota, and we rented a house on a lake. Uh, northern Minnesota, and every house on that lake had a sauna house right on the water, like right on their dock. And you would go. The tradition is you go sit in the sauna as long as you can, and then you go jump in the cold water. Huh. Sounds that, interesting. Yeah, that's common in their uh, cultures. Or if you're not near a lake ahead. in the wintertime, yeah. they would go sit in the sauna and then come out and roll around in the snow. Yeah. So I'm on my fourth week of, of you know, hardcore carnivore, you know, Anthony Chapey's style, lion diet. Okay. And uh, I've been testing everything, you know, my glucose meter, I've been averaging for the last two and a half weeks, 1.6 on a GKI. Oh, nice. On that. Yeah, it's really good. And so um, I haven't done anything else, no supplements, no brain octane, nothing, nothing that has to do with a, with any sort of a plant. Outstanding. And uh, so there goes, there goes the unfair advantage in the, in the coconut oil or the brain octane because you don't need it. Well, I'll that would that, be a good thing. I, yeah. And, and I... And another thing I do is I found myself gorging myself with about two pounds of my meat locker down the road from me, made up some hamburger 50-50, and I gorged myself with about two pounds of it. Believe it or not, I'm not hungry for 36 hours. <laughs> no, I believe it. And, yeah. and so you get a great fast, and, and you just drink water. And, I mean, literally, you're not hungry. It's not hard to do. And But the thing you got to be aware of, you'll only poop maybe twice a week. You know, and then it won't be much because 90 percent of the nutrients is going in. Yeah, that, that's the opposite the, of the standard American diet. Yeah, that's the thing we have to remember. It, when when we do right. that, we're getting rid of all the stuff our body can't use. And and it right. is an indicator when you're on a diet that's so nutrient dense, your body's using it all. That's going to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, they, they, so, hey, you, you know something? A few years it, back, I was walking around. I, I've yeah. never, ever heard that issue addressed in human beings. I've never seen a study. I've never seen doctors talk about it. Yet, I found it in veterinary medicine. 
Vets actually right. weigh, the, in certain cases, I've seen this, vets do this, they weigh the amount of food going into the dog, and they weigh the waste coming out. And uh-huh. they actually look for right. a better ratio, less out, because it means that the food, the diet that they're giving them is better, and their body is using more of it. Why don't we do that with humans? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, even even just doing the keto thing, I was like, wow, that's great poop, you know, but I... Man, I can't believe I had that much come out of me. Uh, it, it, and, and since I've done this, it kind of scares me. Is it getting packed in there and it's not going through? But it no. is. You know? Right, right. It, it's just, it, it's a you know? better so, diet. Yeah. A few years back when I was in the airline business, I was walking around an airplane doing a walk around. And, and in Newark, New Jersey, they feel the airplanes out of a manhole underneath the wing that are using a truck. They pull a big old hose out and hook it up. Well, I was walking around there, about 20 degrees outside, snow, and I was looking up, and there was that manhole. So I went down and woke up in an ambulance. The most damage was done was my shoulder, and it's given me the fits ever since. And so, um, they, you know, I went through therapy, and I was on, you know, short-term disability off, and they give you full pay when you're off like that. And... So then 30 days later, decided I was going to operate on it. So they operated on it. Another 30 days of therapy and still wasn't getting any better. And so they thought I was faking it. So they sent in a, they sent in a social worker and assigned her to me to make sure I went to the therapy and was actually doing the therapy. And she said to me, she goes, I want to take you to another therapist. She says, I don't think you would even have needed looking at your x-rays. I don't think you would even have needed the operation. I want to take you to this other lady, Jane, something, you know. So I went to her and she, everybody else had you work on these weights and, and they would put a little small weight in your arm and have you extend it straight out to the side. And man, it was so painful. Keep going, keep going. They'd say, and you just, Oh my God, the pain was horrific. You know? So this X3 bar reminded me and that fellow that called in with his shoulder pain that he has or trying to heal it up. This doc, this therapist took a rubber band, had me step on the rubber band pull it up, you know, kind of tight on the side of my body. And she wanted to do the same thing, extend my arm straight out my side. And she says, I want you to go to the pain, find the pain, and just that's all the further you go. Don't go to the pain. Just go out far enough. And that was like three inches of pulling my arm out. And she'd have me sit there and do that several reps, several times. The next day I'd come back, all of a sudden I was going out five or six inches before the pain. And over a month's time, I had full rotation in my shoulder, but she would never let me go through the pain with that rubber band. So that's maybe a thought for that guy because it works. Does that it, make sense it, to you? It, we Pain is an indicator and we shouldn't ignore pain. And right. we even have to understand right. the differences in pain. And I, I was trying to explain that when I said, if the muscle hurts, you're okay. If the joint hurts, stop. The muscle pain occurs because we're working the muscle and tearing it down, and that's what we want. The joint should not hurt. When the joint hurts, we should stop and figure out why. So she said what I was doing by doing that was I was working that muscle around that joint to build that muscle up, but you don't want to go to the pain because that's just more inflammation you're causing. So she just said, just go, well, go do the pain of it. But then she would have me work my arm out, in and out 
you know, until I got muscle pain, not joint pain. Okay. That, that's the one you know thing I was going to you know try I mean? to clarify. If she is talking yeah. about the stop when right. the muscle hurts, no, that, that's wrong. Now, if you oh, had no, you a, would work your muscle until you got pain in your muscle. But correct. If, you, if you pulled out too far, you got joint pain. That's when don't you stop. go to that. Correct. But work right. that rubber band. You know, you might work at 100 reps before you get pain in the muscle. You know, you're just building that muscle and at three or four inches, you're pulling your arm out. Right. But you're not hitting the joint pain. It, I will that say this. Sense. Yeah, it does. If yeah. if you have injured a muscle, and again, you, you have to right. be in touch with your body enough to know what's happened. If I have injured the muscle, then I will let it rest. I'm not going to push an injured muscle to right. pain. So again, it, right. we got to be, you know, more in touch with our body sometimes and understand where the pain's coming right. from. And all right, I, I'm going to cut you loose. I got to wrap this up. I got to get going. I went 15 minutes long. Um, thanks for all the calls today. Great show. Uh, I needed a show like that. So thank you. Thanks for all the, uh, the good testimonials. Um, I really enjoyed it. We will see you back here tomorrow. I'm going to stay up on this convoy thing. I just read... I just read something from uh, Craig Fuller, and it, what Craig just wrote is making this sound like Envoy might be done. It, it, like I say, it's kind of all new. It's just coming out right now. Convoy keeps putting out statements like something's going to happen in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, but I'm reading from some other people right now that they might just be done. Uh, I would not have expected that. I would have expected somebody as well-funded as Convoy could have uh, could have made it a long way. But maybe sometimes these companies are so leveraged, they just can't get the new funds that they need. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, between now and tomorrow, if I see any news that looks pretty reliable, I'll post it on uh, both Twitter and the tribe. So you can monitor that if you want. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.